Welcome to Antidote to the Malingerer's Curse, Ramjack's Ready Blade. Hey everyone, I am Alex, and joining me today for Ramjack is our good friend Brad. Hello citizens, hello. This is episode 502 or 503? This is 502. Okay, not to go forward in time, I just, you said it, but I still forgot. Anyway, welcome to 502. Yes, we've made it past 500. Um, we're still sticking with our roots. We're going to continue watching movies. This week, it is Beastmaster 2. Through the portal of time. <laughs> More on that later. Um, e. But there's some interesting things to be talking about the Beastmaster series or the mm-hmm. franchise. Truth. It still amazes me, and again, we'll get to it, that it took nearly 10 years between the first one and the second one. Yeah. But, um, okay. All right. A lot of questions. A lot of questions. But first, Brad, do we want to uh, get to some uh, listener feedback? Since we yes. haven't been able to... These last couple of episodes have been rather hectic with recording for many, yeah. many reasons that we don't have to get into. But... Well, we actually... We, we, rec- we received an episode 500 email, but yeah. we received it after we recorded 500. And then, uh, guys, last episode... Last episode was real, was real kooky times. And uh, so we weren't able to get to it, so... Yeah. Uh, we were going to deal with it now, so this is a this is a happy 500 slash happy 502. Hmm. hmm. Uh, this is from Alan, um, and uh, we got a we got a voicemail here. Hey, Brad and Alex, it's Alan. Congratulations, guys! You've made it to uh, to 500. None of us. Know- Hold up. Uh, first questions first. Is this from Alan or is this from the Jigsaw Killer? Not entirely <laughs> sure. <laughs> Putting off some real Jigsaw vibes there at the top. All right. Sorry. I'm gonna go on what that means but we're all happy uh you got here uh so congratulations uh in honor of your achievements uh i uh am cashing the check um that i wrote um with my last uh, missive to you guys um and i am attaching a drawing of my fears I will send uh, the physical copy uh, somewhere if you want it sent there. I'd prefer to put it in the trash, but I'll leave that to you guys. Um, So I'm sorry, this might actually be too late to uh, be on the Hot 500, but that's okay. Um, I I think I have a valid excuse. It took me two days to do this drawing uh, because I got halfway done and was disgusted and couldn't look at it any longer. Um, (laughs) And then I was going to add some stuff around the edges, uh, you know, fill in some of the white space, and uh, I couldn't fucking do it. I couldn't look at it again. So (laughs) I wasted three days uh, trying to force myself to do something I was not inclined to do. Uh, So uh, it it will have to be pretty basic, but I think it's also pretty direct. Uh, So uh, you guys should have the attachment, and you should now be looking at uh, uh, a childlike drawing um, of of a cockroach. So, (laughs) I don't have many fears. Uh, And I would say I only have one that goes to the level of being a phobia. Uh, that goes to an irrational place. Um, and that is my fear of cockroaches. Um, and so I thought I would uh, share some of my personal experiences over the years. Um, and uh, maybe maybe this uh, can be a cathartic exercise uh, in celebration <laughs> of your victory. 
Um, so anyway, guys, um, growing up in Alabama, uh, in on the Gulf Coast, very swampy, lots of cockroaches, lots, lots of cockroaches everywhere, all the time. Uh, as a child, I had a friend, Ricky Cook, who lived uh, in the middle of the woods, uh, and that's how I learned that cockroaches live in trees. Um, wow. His house was surrounded, and if you fucking drop the ball at all, at all, uh, you would be met with a swarm of cockroaches. So I remember one time they grilled out, I think for his birthday. Uh, we had hamburgers. There was some left over. Uh, everybody forgot to put the hamburgers up. And I was the first one to wake up that morning. And I walked past a fucking plate full of cockroaches. I mean, to the point where you almost couldn't see the plate and you definitely couldn't see the hamburgers anymore. Uh, a swarm... Uh, so there was the terror dome of Ricky Cook's place, but I mean, just anywhere and everywhere. They're all around. Um, and of course the most egregious incidents have been when they've actually touched me. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, one time I was in college, I was, uh, working in a restaurant as a dishwasher and I was, um, training a new dishwasher, uh, a little... Old Mexican gentleman who didn't speak much English, but was a really cool guy. Uh, and we were washing dishes together, and a cockroach dropped on the back of my neck. And I ripped at it uh, and got it off me, and then whirled around like a lunatic and uh, knocked, knocked over like two giant shells full of like pots and pans and shit, like as a real Three Studios uh, scenario. Uh, and then I whipped back around and punched a hole in the wall, um, above, uh, the, uh, the dish pit. And, uh, I kind of gather myself and I look at the guy, Cruz was his name. And uh, I look at Cruz and he has a look of fucking abject horror on his face. It's like the first or second day he's ever met me. Uh, and, uh. I look at him and I go, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A fucking cockroach landed on the back of my neck. And um, his eyes narrowed and uh, he nodded his head and he said, rats. For me, man, it's rats. <laughs> and uh, that, was, that was maybe the most I've felt understood by a stranger in my life. Like he instantly got it. Um... And then just one other time, uh, when I was in grad school, I lived in a uh, efficiency apartment that was part of a house that had been cut up into apartments. Uh, and no matter what you did, <laughs> you could not deal with the cockroaches because there were like six apartments and some dipshit college student was doing something horrible and leaving, you know, something ungodly out. So there were just fucking roaches all the time. And I, I fought a good fight, but it's just the way it was. And um, one time while I was sleeping, a cockroach um, uh, darted around on my body oh. while I was asleep. Uh, on my skin, not not on my clothes. Oh. Um, and I remember my body was seizing so fucking hard. And in my head, I was seeing this uh, yellow 
light streak across the blackness of my, you know, dream vision or whatever. Uh, and it kept, like, popping. Like, there were these little bursts of light in the light stream as it went in different directions. And uh, that was uh, the directions the cockroach was running. And then whenever it stopped, it was those little pops of light. And my body would fucking seize because at this point I figured out what it was, but I was still asleep. Uh, oh, so no. I literally... For days afterwards, I felt like I'd been in a fucking boxing match because my muscles had thinned up so much and hurt my bones. Uh, so yeah, uh, guys, you, you with these tales, I hope you can uh, understand my sincerity, <laughs> my true, painful sincerity that this is in fact uh, my worst fucking nightmare and my biggest fear. Um, so. Uh, Feel free to cut the rest of this if you need to for time, but I was going to mention that, uh, again, congratulations on the 500, man. It's so great. So many hours of enjoyment. So many tales. 9-11-year-olds. Cold chains. <laughs> uh, I just want to mention, I, I was reflecting back again on your, on your now many years of su- podcasting success, and I thought, what are some of my favorite moments? And I thought... For Brad, hands down, it's every time uh, you went on a tangent about religion or Christianity in particular, it was intensely amusing because I could tell you're getting unhinged and uh, I think we're all along for the ride. Uh, Absolutely hilarious. And uh, Alex, do you like my new shoes? I got them at the Kroger. Congratulations again, guys, and bye-bye. Nice. Alan, thank you so much. Greatly appreciated. Absolutely. I can't think of something that would be more terrifying than sleep paralysis mixed with one of your biggest fears. Yeah, yeah. And to have something... Have you ever experienced sleep paralysis? No. Dude, I was trying to explain it to Joey. It is terrifying. And when you wake up, you realize what it is. Well, okay, I guess if you research it. Because uh, it happened to me as an adult, and it was terrifying. But you get over it quick, because mine wasn't directly related to one of my worst fears. But I could see how, oh. involuntarily, you spasming your muscles during that, and it fucking you up. Alan, dude, yeah. I am sorry, man. That is... That's new levels. I've never heard of anything like that. Nor have I realized that in the deep south, in the swamps of, did he say Alabama? Mm-hmm. That cockroaches are just out and about. I know that they live in trees and are out there, but I didn't know they were that prevalent and just like yeah. thick. That is also terrifying. Yeah. I don't yeah, even Flor- know. Florida's I mean, got those I, giant thank like, you, palmetto bugs. Florida's got like those giant palmetto bugs that are like. Ugh, no good. Luckily, luckily, I've not, I've not had like, a, I've not really had any. I don't think I've had any roach issues at all. Really? Um, I mean, Monster Castle, that was its own situation. Um, yeah, there were a lot of things going on in Monster Castle. Yeah, there was a. They had more room. They had more things to be concerned with than my room, so it didn't really affect me directly. They were definitely there. Um, but my room was not uh, obviously of concern. <laughs> Oh yeah. Except for that, yeah. Except for that one time with that mouse. Um, yeah. They, and the frog. Yeah. But that and the frog, yeah. And the giant spiders. Um, there's also uh, there's also there 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 is another rodent tale in the future. Um, Ooh. but I'm not I'm not I don't have the stomach for it yet. Like some sometime in the far future. 
Uh, I, I, I will have another tale of, of rodent tree. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not strong enough to discuss it yet. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while, but I'm still not strong enough to handle discussing it openly. That's um, okay. That's okay. Because yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with, I'm with the other dishwasher guy. Um, no, thank you. No, thank you to those creatures. But uh, yeah, um, cockroach is also terrible. I, I've had a few run-ins with cockroaches. I talked about fighting them at uh, when we went on our vacation this year, and the kid's not really Joey just leaving, yeah. and the other kid realizing when he put his glasses on, holy shit, that thing is fucking huge. But there was once when I was being a summer camp counselor where I didn't realize what it was, but when I was asleep in pitch blackness, I heard oh. like a like a, a flying thing, and something landed on my neck, and I grabbed it oh. immediately and like threw it on the ground. Like as yeah. I grabbed it, I injured it and threw it, and I could hear it like kind of like like moving, like it was injured. Uh-huh. And this is summer camp, and this thing is pretty rickety already. It I was I had to, I had to put myself in the mindset of if there's a lizard, if there's a snake, if there's spiders and insects, I just have to live with them here because I can't not. Yeah, they're just gonna be around. So oh, I yeah. I heard it and I was like, I hate that this thing is suffering. Whatever it is on the ground, I know it's an insect, but I have to just be okay. And the next morning, I looked down and it was a giant cockroach that had been killed. Yeah, and I thought, fuck. I, I yeah, I just yeah, I I I had I had a I, I had a similar experience um, one night um, during the harshest of times, uh, like sleeping on that uh, park bench. Um, like some like six flew up on me. And I'm like, oh fuck! I just I was just barely asleep, <sighs> and like and then I had to fucking deal that thing off. And it was like still crawling around, and like uh, it was also injured, so it couldn't. It wasn't fleeing as I would have liked. It was just too close, and I was like, oh fuck this, motherfucker! If you come back. You come back from me. I am gonna fucking stomp you like slowly and painfully. Just fuck off already and let me get some fucking sleep. <laughs> Insects, man. Ugh, they're awful. I mean, they they have a place in the in the world, but goodness. Do they? We can just get rid of cockroaches. We can get rid of them. We'll figure out a new plan. I don't like to like kill a lot of pests. I'd, I'd rather like trap Ooh. and release. Kill them all. But I have no hesitation in killing cockroaches, and I have no hesitation in kill- killing other things like silverfish or something. Like, no immediate death. Sorry. But not God. sorry. So, uh, hey, uh, welcome to the silverfish rescue. <laughs> um, hey, oh, oh, thanks for bringing those in. Yeah, you found these in your house? Cool. We'll take care of them. Like, imagine, imagine that's, that situation. Yeah, I rescued some silverfish. I, I, I took them to the silverfish rescue. Gah. Hey, anything that is large is difficult for me to kill as an insect. I know I can crush it, but it's just gross. And it's it's a significant thing to end its life. Wasps, anything that's flying, I'm like, I gotta get this thing out. Just let's send it out into the wild. Kill them all. Kill them all. Bug genocide. Pest genocide. I'm I think for that's, it. I think this has been a wonderful way. <laughs> I think this has been, again, Alan, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Um, God, I forgot about the cool chain. Um, but mm. I guess in the winter, everything's a cool chain, so you're fine. Um, it's gonna, I don't know what it's gonna happen in Florida, but this next week, dude, it is getting down to like the teens as the high. So I can only hope that, wow. that penetrates deep down into Florida. It got down to like, it, it got down into the 30s last night. Nice. Oh, well, then yeah, yeah. it'll definitely get super cold oh, it's, next week. It's, um, 
Um, so, uh, yeah, tonight it's supposed to get down to, uh, 47, and then it starts going back up. Um, yeah. Tomorrow, high of 79, low of 56. Um, but next... What is that? Okay, uh, if we've gone into next weekend, down into the 40s again, maybe? Hello! Guys, like, Florida's stupid. I don't like it. Like, why am I <laughs> stuck here? It's quarantine times. I could literally be anywhere. I could be in a snowy cabin with a dog. I'm in Living Florida. Life. I'm in fucking Florida. <sighs> um, in a, in a related note of being able to work everywhere mm-hmm. and something that kind of came up at work. Mm-hmm. So there's the there's an idea um, in the world of user experience, which is what I am an expert in and what my profession is, of doing, I would say, uh, high high concept a visionary work and presenting it as a video. We've seen these in a lot of places. A lot of big companies do them. Um, Microsoft did one recently where it basically set, it set a, a stage of, all right, you know all of our products, we have re- retooled them for the new future. That is, everyone's just working from home. And it kind of plays like the beginning of a Black Mirror episode because, first, we know working from home is awesome and that we should be able to do it. In the, it doesn't make sense to go to a big corporate building. And this embraces that, but in a way that is super weird and not in a way you would like. I recommend going and look it up. They just released it, so it would, wouldn't be hard to find. Um, but that got us on a... Uh, I guess down a rabbit hole of other visionary videos and there was one that Apple did in the late 80s which um, I think it was called like the knowledge assistant it was a technology and it was the iPad back in 87 they had envisioned everything they wanted to do with an iPad but with the technology of 87 and with all the misogyny and all the weirdness that was in the tech world of 87 and it starts it's indulge me just for a second it starts with like classical music you see this guy's study which is two stories by the way you see this guy come into the set he giant beautiful wooden desk two-story study with a library at the top and he sits down and there and he has something on the desk that looks just like the first iPad upside down where you can see like the little uh, black strip where it has uh, the plastic so the Wi-Fi can get out and it looks like an iPad upside down and you're thinking holy shit and then he like hits a button and it opens up. You're like, okay, yeah. They they weren't that prolific in their like design. It it just looks like that. It's a closed clamshell thing that looks horrible and disgusting and just bad. But for a second, it looked just like the first iPad upside down. And you're thinking, okay, cool. But it's it's a professor who somehow is able to afford this gigantic house in this study. And a computer comes on and is talking to him, Siri, essentially, but it's Bob instead. And Bob's like, hey, welcome to uh, your computer. Here's some things. Your mother called you again about the surprise party thing for your brother. The professor interrupts the computer and tells him to, like, do commands or whatever. And essentially the whole... It plays out where the professor has been resting on his laurels. He's preparing for his his lecture this evening, and he doesn't know what to do. So he, like, goes over some journals and basically kind of, like, I don't want to say steals, but definitely it's just him relying on this technology to just phone in his entire life. Which I'm thinking, is that what do we do? Is that life now? Is that was that the dream of the iPhone? Just to be, I want to phone everything in so much so where he calls like another person who did a paper, and she says, "Am I gonna have to fucking? Are you asking me to bail you out on your lecture again? To where you like come up and talk for five minutes, and then I'm just answering questions from that?" And he's like, "Yeah, do you mind?" And it's played for jokes, but you're thinking this guy's the worst. 
Apple, is this what you wanted? <laughs> the iPad in 87? Technology to let white dudes just like apparently get copious amounts of money and just, again, rest on their loyals and, and have women uh, who are professionals that understand their craft just basically sit in on your lecture so you don't have to do anything? It's pretty hilarious. I, I recommend looking it up as well. Nice. Well, I mean, honestly, we all should be resting on our laurels more because uh, um, our technology has made us has made us so much more efficient, oh, and yeah. uh, our pay has not increased um, with that. So, honestly, uh, we should all we should be living an easier life. We should be having a four day, six hour work week, um, and we could easily accommodate that. And maybe yeah. that is and that is the I guess the ultimate dream. Yeah. Why not? But I think what we talk about is that is a little different than what was envisioned. Sure. By Apple's R&D department or whoever ended up doing this. But you should be able to be in a cabin in the woods, yeah. deep in snow, with a dog, living <sighs> that banker life at a distance. It's my dream. It's my dream. Um, I, well, maybe I'll be able to do that, um, Alex, when, when I'm able to retire off Dogecoin. Oh, yeah. Let's um, get a, yeah, let's get an I, update. Just so everybody knows, um, guys, we, we recorded last week's episode, like, in two parts. We had done that first part where we talked about the whole uh, GameStop stock situation. Um, we did like a short little segment on it. But then when we recorded the second part, we did an update. But A, our audio was having some issues on that when I recorded that second part. And B, it was already so out of date again that I was like, ah, fuck it, I'm cutting it. <laughs> also, Things it was move fast, time. man. Yeah, had stock to cut it market. But so, like, we, there's, a, there's a whole section about the whole GameStop thing that out the window. Because already, like, first of all, first of all, when we first talked about it the first time it was like just starting to happen and we barely even knew what was going on so we just talked about it for a second and we were out uh then we did a whole update and then that's out it didn't matter so fuck it uh you didn't miss anything everybody already knows everybody's already bored it's already pretty much over like don't even worry about it uh but fuck robin hood fuck uh wall street fuck hedge funds uh you fuck it all yeah yeah um, money, money is an illusion. Stock market is gambling. But, uh, Dogecoin, I, like, listen, I, I have made, I, I've made so much fucking money on Dogecoin in the last week, it's crazy. Uh, because first of all, obviously, I am very paranoid about money, which is one reason I don't get into the stock market heavily or much at all. But with all this stuff going on, I jumped in and played around a little bit. And basically, my whole situation is teenser amounts of money. Like, I think um, the max I had at any point was like 600 bucks. And also, my other game is uh, put an amount in as soon as I, like, as soon as it goes up enough that I can recoup my losses. Take it back. Take it back. Take it back. Take it back. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, that's what playing the stock market's about, yeah. <laughs> or anything and like, with, like that. And with all the antics that were happening last week, that was that was easy to do. And like, I honest, I honestly need to figure out the actual numbers on how it all worked out because I'm definitely ahead, and I'm nice. definitely ahead tonight. Very nice. Because um, like Doge, I keep, I'm like, I, I'm somehow I was able to get on board with Dogecoin as it was going up last week, and and make a bunch, and then of course pull it out. And uh, then uh, this week uh, I I jumped in again, and it's. It's currently at five cents and rising. So oh, wow. I'm about, I've made about $70 today as of right now. Who knows where this thing's gonna end? That's pretty awesome though, to make 70 bucks. Yeah, not I'm doing like, much other than just, yeah, you just know, rolling the dice. Honestly, one screen right now, I'm looking at Dogecoin, just watching it go up. It's it's up to um, 5.29. 5. 
uh, 0.529 for the record. It's, uh, it's, it's, we're, work, we're getting close to six cents, but, uh. So, would you say, during all of this, did you make more money off of your AMC stuff? Or, like, the, the, I don't, did you ever end up buying GameStop stock? So, I got, here, because of all, and we talked about this a little bit, um, mm-hmm. uh, with all the manipulation, I was trying to get into GameStop. Um, because I was just gonna jump in and then jump the fuck out. Um, and so I was able to get some at the, like, the end. It was already, like, high, and I was like, I don't even know if this is a good idea. And I was able, they were, they were, uh, the good people of Robin Hood allowed me to buy one share of GameStop. Oh, wow. Um, and I was like, fuck you motherfuckers. Like, this is, first of all, absolute manipulation. Oh, Those totally. motherfuckers. Hopefully that app will be destroyed soon. Um, mm-hmm. by varying parties. Um, and it should be. It's bad. And of course, like, I, I got it, like, it, like, I think I got it at, like, 280. And as soon as it went up to, like, it was, as soon as it went up to, like, either 295 or 300, I was like, all right, let's, let's get oh, most yeah. of this out. I think I've still, I think I've still got, like, a quarter of a share, which at the time was, you know, it was, like, 30 or 40 bucks, and now it's, like, five or ten, so, I, who cares? I think I've still got, like, I think I still got a couple of shares of AMC, just in case, because it was already cheap. I got, I got in early on AMC, and I made some money from that, but the thing is also, I'm also too paranoid to, to let it hold long enough to actually, you know, accrue much of anything, even if it goes up crazy, which, these are weird I, times. I don't think that's a bad thing, given yeah. how those things can go up and down so fast. Doge it is gambling. It's Dogecoin is the only thing I feel comfortable leaving money in because it is. It's like so teenser that even though I have a fair amount of money in there, I, it's gonna fluctuate. It's just going oh, to fluctuate. Yeah. It may never. It may not have like the fluctuations it's had the last two weeks, where it goes up astronomical amounts. Um, <laughs> but because it, it, it went from like it went from like. Two, two cents to seven cents last week, and then back down to three, and now it's almost up to six. So nice. I mean, and I bo- both times I've pulled, you know, let it go and then pulled out, and I just leave some in. But I've made that's where I made the money. Ride, that's man. where I've made money. I think I've still got nice. a couple of like Nokia's. Like I've got like a, like I got a handful of things just out there, but like they're not really not? making money. They're not really losing money. I'm already ahead. I don't know exactly how far I'm ahead. But Dogecoin, I'm making bank. Awesome. And it's fun. And I like it because you can buy a shit ton because it's practically nothing. <laughs> and it's going to fluctuate. It's you're, it's going to be hard to lose a lot of money on Dogecoin <laughs> if you're willing to wait. Because surely it'll have more fluctuations. Um, also, it's a dog-based cryptocurrency. So, come on. I mean, yeah. You make a cryptocurrency based on one of the cutest animals ever. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on if it starts if it starts going down. Um, yeah, I'll just pull out and I'll have money. So cool. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been wacky times, which is good because um, I just had to spend some fucking money, Alex, on a goddamn television set. I I you let us know via text, and I want to know the full story now of what happened. What happened? So here's the thing. A couple of months ago, my TV, like, it, sometimes it would, like, it would, like, flicker a little bit. And I was like, that's weird. But then it would stop and it was fine. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. TVs are weird. Who knows? And that was fine. And it would just, like, it would be, like, for a couple of seconds. And then it would be completely normal. So then, I don't know, maybe a few weeks ago, sometimes, like, I would just have, I would, like, start a movie. And it would, all of a sudden, the, there would just be no picture. And I would, be, I would just have to... Like, mm. restart, I would just turn off the TV and turn it back on, and, and it was fine. 
So, um, and when, honestly, uh, when I, when I started to watch Masters of the Universe, um, the first time I did that, and I was, I was, it, like, I had to turn on the TV off and back on, like, twice. I was like, that's real weird. Um, so this weekend, uh, uh, Sunday morning, I was finishing up watching Beastmaster 2, Mm -hmm. and the credits are rolling into the film, and all of a sudden, like, I'm hearing music, and, like, there's no credits, I was like, does this fucking cheap-ass movie, did they just want to play the whole song, and (laughs) and the credits are already over? Like, why is there nothing on the screen? Then I'm like, oh, it's doing that thing again. Fuck. So, I was like, well, I... I, so I tried all the things, the picture would not come back. And I was like, oh, so maybe I need to unplug the TV, plug it in. I'm doing all the things. I'm like on, I'm just like searching things online and it's, and I'm like, oh, there may be a problem with the LEDs. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want that. That doesn't sound good. Oh no, that's what the TV's based on. <laughs> Can't Is have it that. the backlight LEDs or like the actual panel of LEDs? Like that's, both of those are horrible. Like it's hard. Yeah, one I'm, pretty sure, repair, it's ba- I'm pretty sure it's the backlight. I'm okay. pretty sure it's the well, backlight, which can be repaired. Oh, yeah. And I start, I watched a couple of videos on how to go about doing that, and that looks like a fucking chore. Oh, it is. It, it most certainly is. It's a chore that requires tools and parts and being very careful and also having enough space to open up a 55-inch TV. And I'm like, well, is... I, I guess I could technically do it on my bed, but I'm like... I, I just, I, what if, what if I, what if it takes longer than I anticipate and I need to go to bed? What happens then? Sleeping on the couch. Exactly. And I'm like, fuck this. I am going to wait until I move and I will keep this non-functioning TV around. And when I buy a house, I will have hopefully like a garage with a little uh, work, workspace in it. uh, And I will fix it then. And then I will have an extra TV and that'll be great. Um, I mean, that's open, open surgery on a TV for this particular thing will take you hours upon hours. Yeah. I, it's a yeah. six, eight hour job. And that's yeah. no exaggeration. It's a, it's a fun that project. It takes a long fucking time. It's a fun project if you, if you're doing it to have an extra TV. Oh yeah. Um, but I, it cannot, I cannot, can't deal with that shit. I can't like make that my plan for having a television. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to buy a TV. Nice. And I, 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 this t- I bought it in like 2019. Like it was like two year old TV. It's bullshit. It's weird. So the TV that you sold me, mm-hmm. this 3D awesome TV that's in front of me right now. Love that TV. Haven't had, haven't had any problems with it. <laughs> How old is this thing? At this point, it is what? I think I bought it probably in 2011, 2012. So it's like almost a decade. TV. Yeah, it's an old TV. Still kicking around like it's new. Like as far as I, I know. It. Love that TV. And yet these new ones, because I've had our new Vizio that we bought, I want to say about the same two years ago, or maybe a year ago. It's had some issues, not to that degree. Most of ours are like software related, where Mm. there's something around the activation of AirPlay and or Android, uh, Google's uh, Android TV, that will trip the OS to where it just won't show anything, or it can't get back to the main menu, and it's just a Mm. black screen that's lit, but it's just black. So we have to turn it off and reboot it. And that's annoying, but I'm sure that's like a software fix. That's not a hardware issue like this. Yeah. Though I have had uh, on my Wacom tablet, I dropped it and some of the backlights went out on the side. I could still use it. Like it's still functional, but it's just annoying because there's a little shadow on the side. And like you looked up, I was like, all right, I can fix this. And it, yeah, forever. Takes forever to fix one of those things. Doable, but it is a fucking chore. Still haven't done it. I got an yeah. iPad instead. It's like, I'll just use an iPad. I'll just use this as an excuse to get an iPad Pro and I'll draw with that. Yeah. But tell us about your new TV. It's huge, right? So it is. Um, so 
the th- I, 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 again, I, I loved my 55 inch TV. It was a Roku TV, which I love, fucking love the Roku TV. Good stuff. And, but my thing was, I, I don't like the fact that my TV died after two years. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go to Costco, get a TV because with Costco, you got a three year warranty. Which is And awesome. also Costco is just good with like warranty shit and returns. And like, so I'm like, I feel safe with Costco. <laughs> And I don't want to get burned again. Uh, now, the other thing is, like, I'm not looking to spend a whole lot of money on a TV. First of all, all my money's wrapped up in Dogecoin. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> You're an investor now. Yeah, I'm, investor. all my money. Uh, it's... Pro gaming, pro oh, investing. Oh, down, down. I'm, I'm down to, to four cents again. But going pull it back out. up. Pull it out. Mm, I need to pull it out. Uh, we'll let it go for a while. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, but... So I, I don't I don't need like I, I don't need like the best TV because again I'm not a visual person. So I don't care if it has if it's the best. So I'm like, alright, I'd rather just I wanna have something that works and I don't I, I it doesn't have to be the top specs. So I'm looking around. They have they have a Roku TV, but I, it's it looks it looks cheap and shitty. Like hmm. it's like it's like high tense. It's one of those. High tense TV, which I'm like, it's like mm. high tense. High tense is like the budget budget TV. Yeah, it's like it's like a step down from like a Vizio and a TCL. I mean, it's Roku based, and I don't know how much of a difference there really is, but it just I don't know. It looks cheap and shitty, and it's cheap and and it's cheap and it's probably shitty. So I'm like, I don't want that. Yeah, don't get that. So and also I like they have they only had like a couple that were 55 inch and I'm like I'm not going down in size can't go down in size and like there's only like two so I'm like I don't I don't really like that so I was looking around and there was a Vizio that was 65 inches nice and I'm like now that's I, a TV that's yeah. a respectable TV yeah I'm like it's man but I really want a Roku like I love like the the small one that I've got in the bedroom is also Roku and I like the fact that they were the same same interface. It's got everything I need, and I'm like, so I'm like in the store, and I'm like googling, like, does this does it have all the apps that I need? Does it? I'm like, I'm like worried, and like, and then I'm like, well, okay, here's the thing. It's it's a cheap TV because it's a Vizio. It's not like you know, it's not a, the high end TV. It's a 65 inch Vizio. It's under five hundred dollars. That's crazy. That's yeah, impressive. Yeah, it's also it's apparently a Super Bowl week, which means I guess TVs are on sale. Mm. Nice. Um, so I'm like, all right, this. This looks fine. As as long as it has a Plex app, I'll be okay. And worst yeah. case scenario, I'll just buy a fucking Roku. Like I'll yeah. buy like an actual Roku box, and then I'll just basically have a Roku TV. <laughs> so it's Ew. fine. It's fine. So I yeah, I got this thing. First of all, my little Honda Fit can hold a lot of stuff. This TV almost didn't fit. Whoa! It almost didn't fit. That's crazy. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, fuck, I cannot, I cannot walk back into the store with this goddamn TV. I gotta find a way. I cannot walk back in and say, sorry, the TV doesn't fit in my dumb car. <laughs> Can't do it. And, oh, it was, it was, it was brutal. It was brutal. Uh, I Did had, you like, have to take it out of the box? No. Okay. Because uh, no, you would have been able to make it fit. I, I would have taken it back into the store before I opened a TV in a parking lot. Can't I do mean, that. Can't do that. Um, no, that's insane. Because the man, every every year at Black Friday when we could go outside, I I love seeing those people like at Best Buy, their whole family, like a family of four with like a little car trying to put a TV in their car. And it's like, <laughs> you motherfuckers, you realize at least two of you are going to have to stay here and wait while they take the TV home. But, but that's not, it's not going to fit. 
that TV won't fit in your car, especially not with four people in the car. Um, dummy. And I love it. And they're like trying to tie it to the top of the car. That's not going to work. And they're just like getting frustrated. Oh, it's beautiful. It's my favorite thing. But so I can't be one of those people. I had to like push like the driver's seat like so far up front that when I'm driving, I'm like, I don't, this is clearly not safe because I am so like squished in. Like, like the, the steering wheel is touching my chest. <laughs> like, I, You're like, steering with your entire body moving into the turns. I, like, like, okay. I'm like, it is like the actual like putting my my foot on the pedal and gas because my I'm so cramped up that it's like it it it's like not the same. I'm not driving right. <laughs> I like I drove around the parking lot a couple times just to make sure I felt safe driving because I'm like I can't really move my leg enough to properly drive. Dude, it was so cramped up. Um, but it was fine. Like I yeah I got used to it. And I was like okay this is wildly uncomfortable. Um. So, uh, let's just get the fuck home. <sighs> but worth it, right? Worth it. I, I still, it's not the same interface. So, today I ordered a, a Roku because I'm like, nice. fuck it. Also, I can't, there's, you can't, there aren't all the apps. There's no Spectrum TV app. Interesting. There's no Means TV app. I'm like, I need that. I need both of those things because I can't watch my stuff that I'm paying for to watch. Yeah, you so. definitely need your. I mean, Roku will help you. I mean, Roku is so, pretty awesome for what yeah. it is. They could use a, 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 a like an interface overhaul. The new hotness is the new Google um, TV or yeah, Google TV, Android TV. I don't remember specifically what it's called. One of my friends that works at Google helped make it, and it's like amazing. And it's similar to the Roku, and it's also just faster from a distance. But it's an experiment because it's Android. Roku is pretty pretty legit. And fuck Amazon, the Fire sticks bullshit yeah no no thank you is it 4k i'm assuming yes. everything is 4k now so it's yeah. that is amazing very nice very nice it's very large it is very large it was like so just lim- setting it up it was like it was like a real i was like oh gosh i gotta find a place where i can attach the little feet to this tv because this thing is gigantic it's a very large yeah, tv yes you can't mount it to the wall because we've talked about your mounting problems with the concrete well yeah so i can't gotta stand on, yeah it's an apartment i can't mount anything to the wall it's not an option well, you know, Beastmaster gave, allowed you to get another... T- I mean, a coincidence, obviously, but still, I, it's awesome that you got a brand new giant television. It's, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It took it took me a couple of days to figure out how to get the uh, um, the uh, um, sound bar to work with it, but uh, got that worked out. It's a little tricky, but that's fine now. Very cool. It's all good. I like it. I like it. I, I have some new technology news. It has a story with it, too. Uh, I am wearing a new Apple Watch. Oh. Um, finally got an Apple Watch back. Welcome back. For those who are longtime listeners, I used to do app development for Kroger specifically, and they bought me an Apple Watch to use while I worked there. It was a perk to develop things. And we developed an app, and we were actually showcased in one of the Apple um, events, which was pretty cool. Not for Kroger specifically, but for one of our bougie stores out on the West Coast. Don't need to get into it. I loved my Apple Watch. And for years, I still had the ghost effect where I would feel something on my wrist trigger and I would put it up and be like, oh, wait, that's right. I don't have an Apple Watch. Because when I left Kroger, they took it away from me, obviously. Um, So I was hesitant to get a new one because I realized just how much it had stuck with me uh, with the phantom signals on my wrist. But my wife got one and she loves it. And she used to make fun of my Apple Watch. And when she got one, she was like, okay, you know what? Apple Watches are cool now. I'm like, okay, that's fair. That's fine. That's fine. I know know they are. And they've come a long fucking way. So for my birthday, she's like, you know what? If you want an Apple Watch, let's get you an Apple Watch. I was like, all right, I'll I'll dip back in. Uh, For future reference, supposedly the next Apple Watch is going to have built in uh, glucose monitoring 
which will change our lives, friend, because my uh, Dexcom app talks to the watch and it is slightly like everything with the Apple Watch. It is a little bit more convenient to look at my wrist and see exactly what my blood sugar is without having to get my phone out. I can look at you right now and tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. The Apple Watch is a fun device. It's it's not required, but it is definitely going to enhance your iPhone experience and I recommend it. Nice. So I ordered it. I decided they got some new tech with the band. So instead of having a band that has holes in it, they now have this super stretchy, very comfortable silicone band that's like a solid loop that you measure your wrist and it'll just fits so i thought you know what? I, this is the new tech or it this is apple has a special band like i don't know what science goes into it for the material but it seems cool i want to give it a try because i already know what the other ones are and worst case i can buy another band if i don't like how it fits so i order it and apple has basically same day delivery for every watch because why not i mean they have them at the apple stores and they can get little couriers out to do it i get the notification that it's been delivered it has not been delivered to our house I look outside, look in the mailbox. I'm like, well, it's supposed to be also like person to person because it's an expensive watch. So I call Apple and they're like, yeah, it's weird that the email said that you got it. It hasn't even left the store. Like I can tell you right now it's ready to go, but they haven't gotten anyone. Postmates is doing it. They haven't gotten anyone. See if it's like, give it another hour or two. Maybe they're just behind. If that's okay with you, we'll try it. I'm like, all right, cool. Another couple hours go by more than a couple of hours go by like five and I call them back and they're like okay cool we're just going to cancel that order and you either can just get your money back and you can try again or we can just order it for you right now and get you a new one and I thought all right cool order me a new one so I get the uh I guess information that instead of tomorrow or a few days from now that it's going to take two weeks to get the next watch because they had to special order it from China so I've been watching my watch for the last two weeks just bounce around locations around from China to here, and it finally arrived today. And, um... Wow. I think the only reason is because of the band. Because they had a grip of the other ones, but I guess these aren't... They're popular, but they're not as popular, because a lot of people like the control of being able to... Like, the concept is enough to ward most people off. Also, I... I kind of like my watches to not be super tight on my wrist. Like, I wear them kind of loose. Uh, I also like, like, some movement on it. Like, I don't like it to be super tight. Um, So I ordered one that was a little bit bigger than I thought. Actually, if anyone's going to order their watch, just go ahead and go with whatever Apple's measurements are. They are perfect the way they tell you to measure on the website, and you will be fine. I can speak from this band. It's not going to be too tight. And honestly, mine is just a little more loose than I would like. It's a pretty pretty loose, loose watch. Yeah. Um... But I guess the large size, because I have huge hands compared to my wrist, so the large size was the factor of them not having enough, so that's why it had to be ordered. So also, I guess a pro tip, only order the large size if you absolutely need it. You're going to be fine. But uh, yeah, new tech from here. We got watches, we got TVs. It's a tech 2021, friend. Indeed. I I miss my little uh, um, cheapo uh, um, smartwatch that I had for a while. Um, was it like the Fitbit? Yeah, it was like a knockoff Fitbit. Ooh. I mean, it was it was like real. It was like a real cheap guy. It was like I think thirty bucks or something, like super cheap. But you know, I got I got text notifications. I got Twitter notifications. What else you do know, you need? Basic, you know, fitness um, information. Um, but also, uh, who cares? Because I I don't leave uh, this room. So, do I do I really need it? No, no. I got I got all the devices uh, within arm's reach at all times. 
and I'm never leaving this apartment ever. So, who? Uh, maybe it's someday. definitely like the notifications, at least when it's tied to your work email, are awesome when you're in a work environment, especially if you're going from floor to floor, meeting after meeting. But when you're home, you know, you use it because people, there's a new walkie-talkie feature on it that allows you to basically just drop a message to anyone, which is a little awkward sometimes, but super fun. Nice. Um, and Joey's, Joey has gotten into a meme phase where he's making memes on his iPad and just sending them to us. And that's been interesting. Nice. Um, so I get little memes on my watch every once in a while, so that's fun. Brad, I have some random news that's happening, if, if you don't mind, before we go into Beastmaster. Oh, sure. I think we've talked about this before, but it's becoming uh, more and more a reality. So the trailer for the new Punky Brewster reboot is out. Whoa. Now, it's on Peacock. It's a Peacock original. So if Saved by the Bell, the, if the new new Saved by the Bell didn't pull you in and Punky Brewster doesn't, I don't know if Peacock's the service for you, friend. I but mean, do, do they have the original Punky Brewster theme song? It has the original Punky Brewster. Whoa. She's back. She's oh, back. So we're, just, we're just doing another one of these um, continuation shows. Yeah. She's older now. Okay. She's very similar. Like, there's tons of callbacks to things she did in the show. And we didn't make it that far into the show, but I recognize things from the few episodes that we watched. And I'm, I'm just assuming that every one of these scenes that I don't catch the reference to is just a reference to something she talked about. And that's fine. If you're a Punky Brewster fan, you might love it. The old guy's not here. Well, yeah, of course. Um, She has two kids, and they take in a an orphan. And she's also now a single mother because she's divorced Freddie Prince Jr. But he's still in the picture. And we don't know why they got divorced. But... Well, he's Freddie Prince Jr. He's Freddie Prince Jr. Come on. But she's back. It's it's coming soon, friend. Will Ow. you? Are you interested? Uh, I, I mean, much like at some point I'll watch that new Saved by the Bells show. At some point I'll watch a new Punky Brewster. Why not? See what it's about. Will I pay for Peacock? Eh, probably not. Hell no. Probably not. Now, if they if they do like a, if they do like a Disney Plus situation and they like, hey, we'll give it to you free for a year, and then you can decide not to cancel it when Wandavision starts, <laughs> I'll be like, all right, all right, I'll hang on for a little while. I'll, I'll give you seven dollars a month for a while, fine. But I'm canceling Netflix. I with CBS All Access or whatever it's called, it's about it's about to be called Paramount something. I just dip in when there's new Star Trek, and I dip out when Star Trek's done. No. I don't have time for anything else on CBS. For, definitely not paying for for that nonsense. I, not, I, not paying I for the bad. Young Sheldon channel. Oh yeah, fuck that, fuck it. Like I hate it. I do it just for Star Trek, and it's because yeah. you know, I want to support Star Trek. But sure. I, I hope my habits has made them aware that it is definitely just Star Trek and not Young Sheldon or anything yeah. related to a Sheldon thing. Brad. I want you to picture, well, okay, first off, Valentine's Day in quarantine times is going to be a little rough. People are upset already that they can't go out and do stuff on Christmas and all the other holidays. So now Valentine's Day comes around and you're telling me in the thick of winter I can't oh, just go news, out though, and Qu do stuff. Cuomo is going to let everyone in New York uh, um, go to all the bars and restaurants, so it's fine now. Everything's fine. Joe Biden's president. Cuomo says it's okay. Hmm. I don't know if I trust that. You don't trust Cuomo? Why would you not? Why would you not trust? What? He's he's so uh, not garbage. He's great. Everyone loves him. He's terrible. He's a monster. I mean, he's good. Why would I trust him when I could trust capitalism and what it forces companies to do in the pursuit of money and profit mm. and uh, social clout on social media? Mm. Brad, what if I told you there was a contest you could enter as a couple with you and your significant other, whoever it may be? And let's say 
you're, it's a lottery, and if you get selected, you are one of 15 couples that goes and has a romantic experience away from everyone else, obviously, but you're all 15 in a giant store, and you have, they have prepared a little, a little getaway just for you inside of this large store, just to have a romantic time, and they're, everything is on them, well, yeah, on them to make a nice romantic evening, and sure, we're gonna dip in with you and uh, have a a live stream of what's going on, a virtual event for people who aren't as lucky as to win the competition. You, you think you you want to enter that in? What, Brad? What store do you think is doing this? Uh, the worst store. Enter to win. You can be one of fifteen couples in a, a whole bunch of cities around the country that win and then come in and we give you a romantic experience for a few hours. We set up this whole thing. It's going to be awesome. And then we're going to um, obviously live stream each store and we're going to go around each of the couples. And again, everything's very safe, very pandemic friendly. Will you? Absolutely fucking not. What if I told you that this was the genius idea of Lowe's Home Improvement Store? Oh, that I... <laughs> what the fuck is that? Are you still thinking it's fucking nonsense, Brad? Or are you are you going to uh, swallow your pride and See, enter? See, I, I, thought, I thought this was either going to be... I mean, I was definitely thinking... Obviously, I was thinking restaurant. I was Actually, I was thinking mm-hmm. restaurant or Ikea. Uh, Because I was like, "Mm, there's something weird and quirky about this. So it's going to be offbeat. So it's going to be like a, I was thinking Ikea or Taco Bell or like IHOP. It's something I would not have guessed Lowe's. Lowe's, man. What? I mean, what's more romantic than Lowe's? Marissa, Lowe's executive vice president, chief of brand and marketing, had this to say. We're ready to get a little romantic in an unconventional way. Ugh. Not all of the typical Valentine's Day night outs will be available to people this year. Not all. None of them should None. be available, but that's besides the Don't point. Don't go out. Marissa. We I, haven't we could... eat, I haven't eaten in a restaurant since March of 2020. What are these fuckers doing? You're going to go have a romantic evening at Lowe's? Fuck. We thought we could create a really different, fun, surprising, and safe Valentine's Day experience for everyone. You can't. It's happening in Nashville. Denver, Savannah, Chicago, San Fran, Palm Beach, Florida, Brad, Jacksonville. I mean, there's two places in Florida you could go to if you really wanted to. And of course, Rhode Island, Milwaukee. I yeah. That's um, terrible. Lowe's, what do you do? I mean, I, okay, but I, I don't know. Terrible, I think, is the opportune word. You know, I don't think I've eaten in a restaurant since March. No, of and course you haven't. It's not, it's an insane thing to do. There's a lot of people in some podcasts I listen to because I can't go out and meet people and talk to them like we used to that talk about how they, they, they hate that they can't go out to eat, that it really bothers them that they can't go out to eat. And to be honest, I don't know if I've missed it because one, you can go take out anywhere and it's pretty much the same thing other than I guess there is some satisfaction going to a place and not having to like clean up after yourself and just have someone wait on you, I guess. But the more I'm removed from it, the more I find it maybe weird. <laughs> Like, the concept of going to a restaurant and then having someone wait on you, I don't know, feels weirder to me the longer I go without doing it. And I know that's strange, and that's maybe an awkward thing for me, but I I feel bad for the servers now in a, in a more I mean, you, way you, than you I did. Also have, you also have a young child at home that, like, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be going out true. a lot anyway. Very true. 
Um, but I just, I just, yeah, it would be nice to just be able to. I just want to be able to go out, out. Going out is fun, yeah. I just want to go out. I just want to be not here. I would like to be somewhere that is not here. Or the grocery store. Maybe a cabin deep in the woods? Very much would like to be in a cabin. A fucking woods with snow and a cute dog. And not sitting in this exact same chair all day, all night. Sometimes I'll go over to the couch. Once a day, I go to the bed, and I sleep there. Hey, what's that? Oh, trip to the shower. Very exciting. Brad, I need you to sit down, because it's about to get really exciting. Don't worry, I'm sitting down in the same chair I've been sitting in all day long. <laughs> Brad, I happened to cr- upon a subculture on the internet. Oh, boy. That is presently in an uproar. Oh. It is divided. Oh. And it's not QAnon, and it's not the GOP. It's it's another group of people that I guess transcends political barriers, but I do not know. Have you ever heard of the Nugget? No. The Nugget is a modular children's couch that I, it starts at $230 for like a base model, and it gets more expenses from there. But the whole point is that you can move it around and shift it I, I guess one for fun and two also to, I, I, I don't even think it's growing with your child. I think it's just you can make neat sitting arrangements with the nugget. And a lot a lot of people really like these things. They have um, created uh, like uh, TikTok channels. Like there's just a group of people who love welcome to uh, the nugget TikTok. Welcome to uh, the subreddits of the nugget. Great for their kids. They're trying to show in their designs. They love this thing. Um, they can be resold for incredible amounts of money, like more than triple their value. What? Wait, 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 it's going up in value? (laughs) So they sell them for $300, but they are out of stock a lot of the times. So if you really want a nugget and these people are obsessed, they will pay upwards of a thousand or more dollars. I'm taking all my money out of Dogecoin and putting it into nugget. You buy nuggets, friend, and then you sell those nuggets for a substantial amount of money. Get in a nugget game. And you might be able to recoup a lot of money because a new faction of Nugget people has arised. And um, it's called, uh, let me, I got to get the actual title because I do not want to mess this up. It's Nugget After Dark. Oh. It all started in one of the Nugget groups where a woman posted a picture of her husband naked back to the camera, peering over his shoulder seductively on the Nugget. Hey, my hubby just put the nugget together for the kids, but they're asleep. Nugget after dark. Which has started a trend. Other people are jumping on there like, oh, I'm gonna do nugget after dark too. Look at my hubby or look at me on this nugget. Hey, fellow nugget after dark uh, I don't like lovers. This. Check this out. Hey, we bought the this piece community. of furniture for our kids. We <laughs> love to fuck on it. We love to fuck on our children's furniture. It's- it's a sex couch now. I yeah. so love fucking on my children's furniture. I bought this for my kids, and now it's for me to fuck on. Well, the kids are asleep. Then the kids get up, and they have it. And then they go to sleep, and we fuck on it again. Gross. Gross or nugget after dark? Gross. <laughs> I think it's gross. I think it's kind of gross. Pretty weird. I don't like it. The community is fractured. Many are on the side of that's kind of weird, but a few are on the side of Nugget After Dark. Mm-mm. If they had called it Nugget Nights, 
I would have been a little bit more on board because it would have hit a home with a Ramjack theme of Ramjack nights. No. Or Baywatch nights. But the fact that it's Nugget After Dark, it already is too many words. Nugget After Dark. Okay. But Nugget Nights would have been so much better. No. They can't Alliteration. Have it. Nugget Nights. Come on. No. Nuggets After Dark. Can't have characters. It. I don't like I'm it. I'm just letting you know this subculture exists. And Bad. if you want to start flipping Nuggets, go for it. I, I don't know if it's going to get you more than Dogecoin, but... It's like less it. of a gamble because you have these people who want it desperately. Don't like it. Don't like it. You don't have to like it. Don't make fuck, money off don't of it. Don't fuck on your children's furniture. <laughs> this is just a public service announcement to everybody. Uh, please don't fuck on your children's furniture. I mean, yeah. That's your children's furniture. For your, for your pure, sweet, innocent children. <laughs> Brad... Before we get to Beastmaster, there's one television show I watched over the week that I wanted to bring to the show. We are on season one, episode one. It is a show from the Sci-Fi Channel. Oh boy. And it is very Sci-Fi Channel-ish. I have not seen a a Sci-Fi Channel show in a long time. So this was familiar and also like, okay. The concept is interesting, Brad, but not unheard of. Um, a lot of this stuff is just kind of like a generic um, sci-fi sitcom, but it stars. Ah, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but Alan uh, Tudyk. 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 Thank you, Alan Tudyk. He is uh, an asshole. He is an extraterrestrial that has come to Earth and crash landed, and he has to fit into a like a small town in Colorado. He looks like a scary gray, and the special effects are really good. But like a beefier, larger gray that's also like kind of green-skinned. Like it's it's scary. I'll just go ahead and say it. As someone who was traumatized of the thought of extraterrestrials as a child, the special effects are good enough to where you think, oh fuck. Which hooked me. So he has the ability to mask his appearance, his alien appearance to where other humans don't see him unless he wants them to see him as an alien. Mm-hmm. It's very unclear, and this is where the show is very uneven and doesn't make a lot of sense. There's a lot of suspension of disbelief. But he shrinks his body down to the size of a human, but he still looks like an alien. But also, he physically changes his shape to look like a human, but sometimes he still looks like an alien. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And I know it's just getting started, so I guess I'll get into it. But he took the place of a doctor, and he learned to speak English by watching... Um, I want to say L.A. Law, or no, Law and Order, uh, just binge-watching it on streaming channels, whatever. Again, super uneven show, pretty weird. I, I would say okay, like it's fine, it's fine. But what really gets you is the special effects makeup of the alien, and that the only person that doesn't see him as a human is a tiny child. And this kid sees him on the street masquerading as a human and freaks out. And the alien realizes, oh, fuck. So the whole thing, the alien is does not like humans. He was sent to Earth to kill all of us because, obviously, extinction. he came with an extinction event device to kill the humans to, to get rid of us. The other aliens are afraid of us for because yeah, we're special, whatever the fuck. And he doesn't like people, but he likes people, Brad. 
And it's like, show you can't have it both ways. You can't say, because he's still intent on killing all the humans. He's like, I still want, I'm still going to kill all these humans once I find my ship and the equipment I had. I'll kill them, obviously, because that's what I'm sent here to do. But he makes a lot of choices that make me think that he doesn't hate humans, but it's totally mm. against his character of hating humans. It's one of those shows. Mm. Um, so that's uneven. But... And it's supposed to be adorable that I guess him and this kid have this relationship. But in his mind, we hear him, he's like, oh, I gotta kill that kid. So there's a scene where he breaks into this kid's house at night while this kid is asleep and like sneaks up on his bed, like contorts his alien body to go into his window. And it's the thing of our nightmares as children because the kid doesn't see him and he's suddenly surprised. Like he's jotted awake and there's this gray in front of him holding his mouth shut and he says, I'm not here to hurt you, I'm here to kill you. Mm. And the kid freaks out and of course his parents come in and the alien has to hide under the bed and it's this, like they, they don't catch him. But as the kid, the parents don't believe the kid. So as they're they're walking away, so the kid can sleep in their room tonight. The kid looks, and under the bed, the alien looks at him, and is basically like, "I'm going to get you." And the kid is obviously freaked out. So that's one of the premises. I guess he has to come to agreement with these kids. But the sh- first episode leaves off. He's masquerading as the town doctor. There's a murder mystery in here too. Don't worry about it. Um, so he's now the town doctor, and he's an extraterrestrial. And his first patient is this kid who his parents think are crazy because he saw an alien. And obviously that's not real. And he's the alien that the kid saw. So of course he sees the kid and they all freak out and he tries to kill the kid at the end of the episode. Weird show. I would say, again, it's fine. I want to watch the second episode because, again, I guess the tie to my fear of extraterrestrials as a child, this is well executed from that point alone. Everything else, eh. Eh. Apparently, uh, Adam Tudyk, or Alan Tudyk, is an asshole. I was not aware of this, but it wouldn't surprise me. I think there was something about him. I can't remember what it was, but I think there was something. Loved him in Firefly. Loved him in Rogue One. Star Wars Rogue One is the robot. Like, mm-hmm. he, he fulfills his, his job adequately in these roles. But I thought I would I would bring that to the show. Mm. If you're in for Grays, if I had to draw my worst fear, it might be Grays, among other things. Like, if I had to go uh, with that, but... Still? To this day? I don't, well, if you saw I could get one back now, there you, really would you freak out? I think, okay, would I spasm? Like, would I, would I freak out? Like, if one touched me, would I go, ah, like, freak out and, like, punch it and kick it? I don't know. Honestly, I don't think so. There's a lot of things that surprise me with my actions as far as, like, fear of things. I still, like, jump slightly at certain things. Not grays, obviously, because I haven't seen a real gray, but... Like the presence of suddenly I look up and our fireplace, everyone who has a fireplace has problems with insects getting in like wasps. Mm. Not not many insects get up that high to a fireplace. It's either, it's all flying insects. So sometimes wasps will wander in through your m- steel mesh and they'll just get trapped and they'll fly down the fire and they'll just be in your house. And that's always shocking to look up and be inches from a wasp you didn't know was there. That's okay. but. Yeah, it's not good. I'll jump for a second and be like, okay, I gotta get this wasp out of the house, and I'll get the wasp out of the house. Or, yeah. Those kind of things surprise me, seeing, like, one of those out of place. But I don't know if a, I, I mean, if I woke up to a gray covering my face... Note that I wake up to my child holding my nose closed, and I basically suffocate because my breathing through my nose. I'm like, <gasps> I'm jolted awake, and she's like, good morning, Dad. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm going to murder you. Also, I'm an alien. <laughs> So I, I I wake up to that. So I think it's desensitized me to the fact of being abducted by a gray because really I'm I, I'm instantly ready. And I guess my reflection, I, I think I've talked about in the show where I will wake up like thinking that there's something. And I don't know if this was uh, I don't think this counts as a night terror, but I've woken up a few times where I'll, I'll 
think for some reason, for a split second, I need to be in attack mode. There's something like, there's someone in the house coming through the door and for some reason they want to hurt me or I need to like defend my family. I'm up in seconds and one time I woke up with a pillow throwing it at the door and like jumping out of bed before I was constantly aware of what was going on. So I think my fight reflex in those moments is there. So am I afraid of a gray abducting me? If it happens, Bria, I think it's, I think I'm good. I think. I, yeah, I think at this point, if 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 like I woke up and there was one in front of me, I think I would just punch it. Like I'm um, yeah, without yeah. hesitation. Yeah, I yeah, I, like as a child, I would have just died of a heart attack. Like just donezo, donezo. <laughs> like immediate heart attack, dead, done. Um, but no, I don't, I don't, I don't think it would, I don't think it would bother me that much now. There's a lot of things in horror movies where people recoil like that. Adults, I mean, because that's part of the whole thing is I'm so afraid of something that I can't act. I'm paralyzed with fear. I don't know what that would be for me now as an adult. Oh, like no, no. If 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 a, if a rodent situation were to occur, no, I dunzo, dunzo. No, if I wake up eye to eye, dunzo, goodbye, dead. But not so much with a gray though. Goodbye. Like, so if it was a gray, you'd be like. Ugh. Like not even like a brief, you just be like, "Oh, I'd punch it until yeah. it re- until it showed you a rat in its hand, and then then I'm freak dead. Out. Then I'm dead. If the greys and dead. the rats join Done. forces. Done. Can't. Nope. 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 Cannot. Rats are are wild. Rats are terrifying. Enough. Enough. Too much. Too much. Well, I was trying to think of what would make it scary because domesticated rats. We got Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. There's a movie about a cute rat. They're very smart no, creatures. Nope. Like no, thank you. Pass. Hard mice are cute. No, they are not. Well, they're adorable looking. Not to say that they aren't. They're Wrong. pests and they carry disease and they will eat food. Like they're not good things to have in your home. But but one of those vermin. country one of those country vermin. Oh. Vermin repulsive. Oh. I think snakes are something that can immediately like trigger me to be like, oh yeah. And I've had run-ins with snakes a lot. Oh no, Copperhead's a famous, I'm assuming a famous Ramjack moment. I mean, come on. And yeah, snakes are no good. But if a snake's, but if you're in a room with a snake, you can get away from a snake. No problem. Yeah. Even if it's fast, you can get away from a snake. And you can like close the- a door and like snakes, I don't think a snake can really go under a door like a rodents can go under a door. Yeah, rodents can flatten their bodies. Some snakes might be able to, but why? Like snakes, yeah, snakes not do not to, want though. to be near you, and yeah. rodents don't really want to either. Yeah, unless yeah, there's they something do. They want to fuck with you. They're monsters. Well, they're smarter than snakes, so they of course just they have fuck that. With you. They just want to ruin your goddamn life. That's all they want. I mean, I've had many running snakes with snakes in my yard, and every time I've been like, ah, and I immediately jump to the highest place I can be because I know that it's off the ground where a snake will have a little bit harder time. But I've gotten used to them, like, yeah. unless. Easy to escape. Yeah. And they like to blend in. Like, they're not going to charge at you unless there's certain snakes. And even if they do, it's a slithering thing. Like, they move fast, but they're not that fast. They're not as fast as me. (laughs) But a mouse, definitely. Uh, Friend, I'm sorry. We don't have to talk about it anymore. I didn't realize I was going to hit that trigger. Done. Thankfully, Beastmasters' beast powers do not extend to the rodent world. Uh, I guess they do. Well, I mean... Those are weasels, right? Yeah. Just making sure. Are they ferrets? I think, I, that's I think the they're ferrets. Similar. I think they're technically ferrets. It's all the same. They're all garbage monsters that, like, are gross. Ferrets will bite you. I don't care what Donald Schwarzenegger says. They're disgusting. Gross. Friends, it is that super special time of the week where we discuss Beastmaster 2 through the portal of time. Where to begin on Beastmaster Whew. 2? I, I I mean, did you watch all of Beastmaster 1? I think I watched 
I, I at least watched the first half, and mm. then I watched, I think, the end. Okay. There was something I something distracted me during the middle of it, and it just happened to be like, oh, I, I guess I missed almost a third of this movie. I don't remember the last thing I saw, but the only thing that stuck with me out of all of that was the scene where there was a kid that was almost sacrificed into like a volcano pyramid oh, and yeah. then a bird saved the child which is yeah. amazing. The special, the special effects are just adorably amateur but also like alright, pretty cool I guess for yeah. 83, 82 81? I don't yeah, remember 81. when this came out Oh sorry, no, it's 82, 82 So we watched Beastmaster 2 mainly because we watched Masters of the Universe and heard that Beastmaster 2 was a similar conceit and around the same time. I did not realize that Beastmaster 2 came out in the early 90s, not 87. And then oh, yeah. Beastmaster 1 came out like in the early 80s. So they're like yeah. a long time apart. Still oh, yeah. in the same vein of He-Man, but He-Man was totally gone by 91. Yeah. Um, what I just found out this fascinating is I just assumed that this was like just like a knockoff. Uh, well, the original Beastmaster was like a knockoff of like Conan, Conan the Barbarian. Um, they came out the same year. Now that's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, Conan the Barbarian existed in novels and comic books for a long time before Beastmaster. But well, I mean, sure, the whole concept of fantasy and some sort of guy being a hero isn't. But Conan the Barbarian came out Conan. in May of '82. Original Beastmaster came out in August of '82. Wow, that is wild. I just assumed that this would have been like you know, like a year later, like we're trying to like do our own Conan the Barbarian. But fucking the first Beastmaster movie was fucking awesome. Like, oh yeah, it was a fun time, man. I I don't I don't know if I've I don't know if it's if I just haven't seen it all the way through before or if I've only seen it like on TV. But I did not remember much of anything of, of Beastmaster, but. I really like that first movie. It is creepy and weird, and like the creatures are amazing. Um, like, oh, I really, really like those vampire things. Like, fucking hell. I don't know if I remember the vampire things. Oh, f- uh, well, friend, yeah, you didn't. I, you, I don't think you even saw half of the movie because, like, that kid gets saved by a bird. Like, that's like the halfway point of the movie. Um, I saw some after that because I there was the relation of who that woman was that he met in the forest or in the in the glen or the by the water and she was like the she was a slave to the guy who had the bird nose. I say that because they purposefully gave him a prosthetic nose, um, and I guess I got the concept of of his quest to help them. But yeah, after that. Yeah, that's like halfway. That's like halfway okay. through. Yeah. Then I only saw half of it. Yeah. I... So, um, yeah, no, it was great though. I loved it. Um, I gotta go back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, the bad things are the fucking best. Like there's all the creatures, also the witches, like it, you, you, the first is like, Oh, sexy lady witches. But then they have like gross monster faces, which we completely throw out for this movie. <laughs> but yeah, Beastmaster one, I shockingly enjoyable. Really, really, really liked Beastmaster. And supposedly Beastmaster 3 is more of the same as Beastmaster 1 in the same kind of similar vein. I think I'm gonna dip in. I think I'm going to as well. Because I'm very curious. Because also, um, what you also missed um, in Beastmaster is that so uh, his lady is actually his cousin. Um, oh, a family. Because the king um, is actually his father, um, who's still alive. And he also has a younger brother who uh, becomes king at the end of the movie. So, hmm. um, Bedar's like, I don't want to be king. I'm just going to go back off to my wandering ways. <laughs> and my cousin girlfriend is going to, I guess, come with me. I don't know. She, she's not in this movie, so don't know. Don't know what happened. 
Uh, very strange. <laughs> well, supposedly Beastmaster 3 takes place after Beastmaster 1, and I guess the the timeline. Mm. And Beastmaster 2 takes place after that. Like, it's the furthest one in the future, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. If you look at Beastmaster 1, 2, and 3, the guy who plays the uh, the main guy looks his best in Beastmaster 1 and 3. He doesn't have his stringy eight early nineties kind of like hairband hair. He like yeah, he looks significantly rough in this one. Like in the first movie, I was like, oh, they're going for a real like he's got a real Mark Hamill vibe. He's like, it's oh like, yeah, we're definitely doing like Conan meets uh, um, Luke Skywalker. Um, but in this one, yeah, this one it's it, this one it's been some time, and Mark Singer is looking more Mark Singery. <laughs> His face is just, uh, it's not, it's not great. Not a great face. Not a great face. Um, but we're talking about Beastmaster 2, Through the Portal of Time. A film from 1991. PG-13. It grossed around $850,000. Ooh, its budget was $6 million. Ooh, it did not, it did not get that much. Ouch. <laughs> Yikes. It was given a limited release. It grossed between 773000 and 869000 Six million to make. Apparently there was some dispute against the original writers of Beastmaster 2 and the director who had directed the first one. And he got these guys to say, hey, write it. One of you can direct it. And I guess when it's the tail end of the script, the old director said, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And I'm not going to give you guys credit. There was a huge legal battle. And I guess the means of actually producing this or getting the the rights to do it fell to the the writer and the person who was supposed to direct it and they were very bitter which is one of the reasons why it took so long to get this made from 82 to 91 and plus they had to pay this guy a lot of money so i'm guessing maybe that's where the six million came in is is that part of that kind of payoff too or was it six million for all of it i don't know i i mean those, I mean, the, the there's some, they're, they're, I don't know, yeah. Like, <laughs> the weird thing is, like, much like the He-Man movie, like, there's some stuff that's like, oh, I can see that they, they really, you know, they did some stuff. And then there's places like, no, this movie was real cheap. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't know what we're doing here. I mean, I, it tries. Like, it, it's really trying, I would say. I mean, this is the most 1991 sequel I've ever seen. Like, it's, like, this is, I, this is exactly what you expect for the 1991 sequel to a movie. Oh, you're making a part two in 1991? I get it. I know what we're doing here. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> it is, uh, how do we, do we want to just jump into the story, I guess? Like, I'm not sure else how to tackle it. And it would be disjointed otherwise. So Dar is the Beastmaster. He has the power to uh, um, communicate with animals. He can't control them, mind you. He can just he can just communicate with them. So if he makes friends with an animal, you know, cool. But it's not ne- it's not necessarily it's not he doesn't have like Aquaman powers. He can't say, "Hey, animal, do this." He can just have he can have a convo. Hopefully, yeah, they're amenable. When he was a kid, he stopped a bear from mauling his his stepdad or his adopted father, which oh. was an awesome scene in the first movie that I do remember. Yeah. And over the course of the first movie, he got a tiger friend. He's got two little weasel ferret guys. He's got a falcon guy. Yeah. He's okay. Weirdly, like one of his uh, one of his ferrets died in the first movie, 
Um, but then we found out that the other one was pregnant, so we had like little baby ferrets. But he's like named. It's one of those situations where he's he's back to having two ferrets, and he's named them the same names. And I assume that these are different ferrets. He's just continually naming them the same thing, which well, I don't like. For all we know, Brad, the ferrets choose the name of their parents, and that's just how ferrets operate. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, how? Because if, if it doesn't operate that way. Then Dar is an asshole. <laughs> like, I, but, but like, it's like it's those people re- that like, like, I, that name their dog the same thing over and over and over. Again. No, those people are just assholes. They're just that's like, why would you do that? That's insane. Yeah, uh, my uh, my uncle's uh, um, mother-in-law, like, she had like, she was like on her like eleventh dog that had the same name. What was that dog's name? <laughs> I want to say it was like Spencer or something. Like it was, it wasn't even like a, a particularly great dog name, but like that's you know she always had the, had the exact same type of dog, and it always had the exact same name over and over and over. And when one died, she would just get another one. And I'm like, that's weird. I don't understand that. Like that is very weird. Oh, <sighs> you think that would mess with your memories? Because dogs have different personalities. It's not the same dog, but you were choosing the same breed and the same name. Yeah. That's yeah. new levels. New I'm levels. Just, I'm, re, I'm, re, I'm rewriting my memories with new memories. I'm just going to rewrite my old memories with new memories. I can't feel the pain because I've just replaced my old memory with a new memory. It's fine. It's fine. There's nothing wrong. I'm just having the same memory. I, I remember when Spencer was a puppy. That was about 10 years ago. I mean, sorry. I mean, that was like one month ago. I mean, that was like 15 years ago. I mean, <laughs> that was like one week ago. Is this a common thing for her? Like, were all her boyfriends named the same name? Who knows? Someone does. That's that's she, crazy. I, li- she had she had she had like eleven dogs of the same breed and same name, and was like constantly going to Jack's Creek. I don't know where Jack's Creek is, but that was like that was like her vacation spot, Jack's Creek. Always oh, talking about Jack's Creek. I don't even know where that is. <laughs> Brad, it was a lot of different waterways. She just called them all Jack's Creek. <laughs> I assume Florida. I feel like they went to Florida. Florida, I'm Alabama. There's a Jack's Creek in Florida. So while Brad's looking that up, our buddy Dar is in some harsh times because the kingdom that he helped save, I guess in the first movie, his because you said his brother, his younger brother, takes over as king, right? Correct. So the beginning of this movie says in the days following the death of King Zed, was Zed his brother? No, that's his father. Okay, so his father died, but his brother took over. No. A darkness is falling over the land of, uh, is it A-Rock? Like how? Mm-hmm. And the evil warlord Arklon is using his weird magic, unholy magic, and enslaving the people. Their only hope rests with the rebel forces marsh, uh, marshalling in the east under the leadership of Dar, the Beastmaster. Very strange. Very strange. Um. So... Arklon, his evil magic, is like a scepter thing. That's like a laser gun? I, I mean, is it, it's not even a scepter. It's just like a... It's like a, it's like a gun thing, basically. It's... It's, you have a it's, handle. it's like one of those um, those controls you use for like your your uh, um, your gaming system, like the like the motion oh, yeah. control. Like it's very. It looks just like the one for the Sony PlayStation with an extra yeah. ball at the bottom of it. I don't remember what they're specifically called, but it looks just like that. Except if one of the balls looked kind of like a dragon face or something, and mm-hmm. it can just charge with energy and shoot like a laser blast. 
that's his magic. That's all he's got going for him. Yeah. I guess if, if Dar can talk to animals, I guess the level of magic is just not ever going to be that great. And it seems like anyone can grab this thing and just use it. Um, this is Wings Hauser, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, is the guy playing Archon? Um, yeah, he's a person. <laughs> he's uh, like, I don't, he looks familiar and I can't hear what, he's oh, been yeah. in everything and it's crazy. There's a few people, there's a few familiar faces other than Dar from the first one, the guy who plays him. The, oh, he's the father of Cole Hauser. Oh, okay. Who's, uh, who's in a bunch of stuff. He's in, he's in Too Fast, Too Furious. Interesting. Um, is, does he play the, the country guy in Tokyo Drift? No, he's in Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, the second one. Okay, never mind. So after the credits, we see some people riding through the desert, and they're going toward this um, temple built into the side of a mountain. And we realize that Arklon's forces have captured Beastmaster, Dar. Yeah. They got a bag over his head. I guess they think this is the end of the rebel forces marshalling in the east uh, because they got Dar, and they got his sword, and they got his, his ferrets. Yeah, one of which, of course, is Robert Zadar. Um, hmm. I don't. He he's in here as just like a like a little henchman guy for like a couple of scenes, and then we're done with him. Because we're not we're not hiring a lot of people in general, but like, yeah, he's only got like a handful of henchmen. And it's basically yeah. Um, hey, you're a witch. We're gonna kill you now, <laughs> fucking beastmaster. How dare you? And we see that, like, Dar, like, puts his bag down that's got, like, his, his like, thief ferrets. Um, and they go off. But I'm like, I don't, they don't really accomplish anything. No. And later we find out his tiger is just, like, outside. Um, he's trading that panther for a tiger now. It's been a while. Um, and, like, I'm like, where, where the fuck was that tiger? <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, we're not going to pay for any kind of uh, um, stunt Obviously, also tigers are dangerous. Um, I get it, but but well, I have as learned far as anything the from the, the tiger king. Story, like, what's the tiger doing? Why isn't it helping? I guess it's finding its way up the mountain. I don't know. I, like it, 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 like I mean, it does like take out like one guy, but why does it? <laughs> I mean, it's it's yeah. It's it's definitely taking its time. And you're right, those ferrets don't do anything because they're thieves, just like their parents were before them. Yeah. They're looking for stuff to steal, and there's not much in a desert temple thing other than, I guess, that um, Sony PlayStation motion controller that uh, Archelon has. Yeah, why didn't he get that? Like, I mean, one of them could have, like, chewed through, like, his rope, and the other one could have, like, stolen that that uh, PlayStation control. You're talking about a fear of rodents. You would see these ferrets, like, weaseling about, Ugh. right? They're huge. Yeah. They're crawling upstairs. No one's concerned about. Them. No, They're all I, focused I, I, on Dar. If there was a ferret like within fifty feet of me doing anything, I would know, and I would get the fuck out of there. No, thank you. They're just uh, <laughs> chewing the air with like, dude, tell us where the rebels are. If you don't, we're gonna kill you, Beastmaster. I love when Dar throws his axe. Oh, yeah. He just throws his axe at him, and Archon just like shoots it, and it explodes. And I'm like, hey, Dar, um, that's a battle axe. It's not for throwing. I mean, it's it's pretty bold to throw like a hatchet, a battle axe. Like the spectacle is not lost on me, and I guess in most people it would evoke a strong fear and a reaction of running. You would think that the tiger attacking someone would also do that, but Arklon has the tiger's going outside. It's out. Yeah, the tiger's he. It's doing its own it thing. It kind of it kind of jumped at one guy, and then it just went outside to wait. 
<laughs> the whole fight scene here is actually pretty fun. As much as he like jumps to evade like sword thrashes and stuff. It's cool that he gets to trade up weapons, because normally you don't see... Normally they stick with the sword for these guys. He-Man had his sword and a laser gun, but Dar has his animals and that battle axe for a hot second and his sword. Um, he call he finally calls in his, uh, um, his falcon, or eagle. I don't remember which one it is in this. Um, why didn't the eagle... Are, why wasn't it already in there? Other questions, these animals are just, like, chilling. Oh, uh, yeah. And it scratches Archelon's face. Claws it right up. Yeah. He's got to get a mask. He's got a Phantom of the Opera the rest of this show. Pretty good. Pretty good. And, of course, uh, uh, Dar um, talks to a horse um, and snatches it away from uh, one of Arklon's guys and escapes. It's like, hey, horse, uh, you want to come hang with me? Sure. A human that can finally understand me? Let's do this. All right, Dar. Let's go. <laughs> I wish the animals talked. Oh, another thing uh, that was absolutely amazing... Uh, about this, and I'm not sure if it's in this movie as well, but I saw in the credits of the first movie, um, hold on, let me see if it's also in this one, yep, uh, in both Beastmaster and Beastmaster 2, all of the animal sounds are being made by Frank Welker. Really? Yeah. Well, well, well. All of the animal, he's making animal noises. Like, they could have just, like, gotten some, like, gone to a zoo and, like, taken a tape recorder. But no, we got Frank Welker making all these noises. All those bird screeches, all those little uh, uh, ferret sounds, the tiger, all Frank Welker. I'm kind of impressed. Kind of impressed, actually. I mean, you just can't, you can't depend on, there are, uh, the zoos do not have studio quality animal actors. I just love that. You gotta go to a human. I love that, like, Frank Welker just makes all this fucking money doing this shit. Like, Tons of oh, money. we need we need an animal sound. Frank, like, really? Yeah. You can't find He's somebody else to make, it. like, a, a screech noise or, like, a... My question is, were some of the animals replaced because of his inability to make the sound of a panther or an eagle? It's like, oh. I, I only do a falcon, and I can't do a panther, but I could do a tiger. And they're like, all right, Well, he did Frank. a panther in the first movie. Oh, he did it for the first one, too? Yeah. I'm sorry. I misunderstood that. I thought he did it just for the second one. No, no, oh, no, well, no then, yeah. Both movies. Well, that is weird, then. Huh. They don't have him for the third one, though. Hmm. Surely. Surely they do. At this point, why would you not? I mean, I feel like you're just... I, I, is it like a mob thing? Like, who? how is Frank Welker getting <laughs> these jobs? Surely there's someone else that can make... Like, surely nope. someone else can make those noises. I, You think, but nope. <laughs> I mean, you did a really good job. I mean, if they were going to do a Beastmaster 4, I think you're in the running. Mm, Welker, I'm if, coming for you. I'm coming Welker for you, Welker. Passes, if he passes... I think it's common for someone to be like, I've already done the first two. I guess I'll stick the trilogy out. But the fourth one, I don't know. Let's reboot everything. Mm. I think you're in there. I think you're a shoe-in. We, we go to a group of, I guess, rebel forces just in the desert hanging out. They have a witch lady with them named Lorena. Ugh. And she's guiding them. She's terrible. They don't realize that she is using them as bait to get Arklon out. And he comes with his forces because they're looking for Beastmaster. And for fun, they just straight up murder all these people. And by his forces, you mean Robert Zadar and one other guy. <laughs> yeah, the three. I would look, when you have a PlayStation controller that can shoot lasers, you're a one-man army. I guess. There's a reason he's feared. It's wild. The witch has real magic. She can, like, see things, like, in the future, kind of, or, like, at the same time. 
I don't know. No. Shh. Wait, what? So they say, hey, you can see where the forces are, where Beast, the guy we're trying to meet. Oh, yeah. And then she has this little, she goes, she concentrates, and then she sees the three, Archon and his soldiers. She's like, oh, yeah, the, the guy we're trying to meet's right here. And then Archon comes out, and they start killing everyone. She has very vague and plot-specific powers. Yeah. Like, constantly changing things. Um, also, I didn't realize um, this is the woman that played Ursa in uh, Superman. What? I didn't realize that either. Yeah. Well, I'll be. She's back. And she is... Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at the bad special effects of the laser blasts. I want you to finish that sentence. Oh. She's back, and she is looking for a come-up. She sees an Arklon someone that is obviously going to be king through brute force and she wants to hitch a ride to that comet take it straight to the top Archlon's going to the moon ladies and gentlemen and she wants to be his right hand lady so bizarre like why why doesn't she just take over a she's already got magics b she's clearly gone to like the other dimension of our earth True. And, she does have that. Like, knows about it, knows its language, knows about fucking nuclear weapons and neutron bombs. So she has all this knowledge, but I guess the heart wants what it wants. She's like, what is, what's the use of having all this power and knowledge, Brad? She can't share it with someone that she feels on equal footing on power with but that's and the also other thing sexually is, attracted to. But she, she, we find out later that her plan was to eventually. Um, kill Archlon and take over. <laughs> Why does she need Archlon? I don't know. Maybe to have fun? I mean, what's life without a little bit of uh, Arch- friction, right? Archlon sucks. I hate Archlon. <laughs> Archlon does suck. Like, I don't like Archlon. Um, the villain in the first movie was just like doing child sacrifices. Like, that was a crazy villain. Oh, yeah. Like, he was like uh, fucking blinding people. Like, he had fucking. He had like murder gimps. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> But Archlon, I mean, Archlon, the scene where they destroy, like, all of these rebels and obviously leave her alive is impressive. They're dropping stones on these. There's a shot where one guy has a flaming arrow and you see the archer, like, draw back, release, and it just goes directly into the knee of some guy cornered between some rocks. And he's like, ah, he literally takes an arrow to the knee. Scene after scene of just, like, violence. They kill everyone. I mean, they're very efficient. Uh, these guys also don't look to be like they they don't look they they don't look right. They look like I they don't fit this movie. They don't. They they almost ride the line of like a Mad Max meets fantasy. Like yeah, but there's also there's like something... a weird like um vaguely Arab style yes, to like their look. Very true. Like they've got like these head wraps and like more modernish clothing than I think than we've seen. Cause like the first movie we're doing like loincloths and now we've oh, yeah. got people with like, turbans and like pants and dude, they have like a direct connection to LA in 1990. I mean, there's some exotic fabrics coming through there. There's some new but they, ideas. They don't, only, like only this witch woman is the one that ha- knows how to get to the fucking LA portal. Brad, you know, this is not a secret. There's got to be other people getting goods from Lorena. Like, she's she's not just going to keep this to herself. Like, there's oh. there's got to be other means. Or, well, how else can we explain this radical departure from the first film's aesthetic? Ugh. Cheap-ass movie. It's a cheap-ass movie Arkl- that was made Arkl- 10 Arkl- years like, after the other. Arkl- like has got real meatloaf vibes, too. He really does. Like, he, I, I don't like him. I don't like him. My least favorite thing about his attire is his giant-ass belt buckle. It doesn't make sense. It's yeah. stupid. 
Yeah. Does it, does it have like a secret compartment? Is it like a Batman utility belt? Mm. What are you doing, man? It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. And I, yeah, so uh, they kill all the people, and Ursa's like, hey, Archlon, you need me. I can make you super powerful. And she, my cool dude. And he's like, what the fuck did you say? I just said, my cool dude, because I have cool slang. Yeah. Chill out, Archlon. Ugh. Chill out. It, to his credit, he rarely, like, is phased by her language. He's just is like, this is weird. And he should be, because, man, is it, like, this, the dialogue in this movie is terrible. Oh, yeah. It's pretty bad. The jokes are awful. Like, this is such a huge fall from that first movie that I very much loved. <laughs> like, this is real bad. So, uh, Archon's like, all right, I'll let you live for a bit. Yeah. For a while. Um, so we cut back to see what our pal Dar is up to. And he's still, uh, he's, he's running through the swamp trying to get away from some of these, uh, some of these Archlon guys. Um, and they die. <laughs> Just <laughs> there's die. A, there's a monster in the forest that kills them. And I guess the special effects are pretty okay for the monster. The mo- if they're gonna have one monster in this whole thing, what I, I did this was my favorite. I think one of my favorite things in the movie because this this is the most feels like the first movie where just like mm-hmm. random weird creatures appear. Like like this is cle- it's clearly not as good. It's more it's definitely a cheaper version, but it it feels like the first movie. Oh yeah, because there's just like a fucking swamp creature with like CGI eyes. And, yeah, it kills all of Archlon's guys. It comes close to starting to kill Dar, but then it realizes, oh, wait, you're Dar. I know you. And I don't remember, is this, like, is the thing related to him? Yes. It used to be a human. It's okay. great. Like, it's so great. It's like, oh, wait, you're Dar, the Beastmaster. I, I'm your father's sister. Wait, wait, this is my... What? I love that the... the and I, I can't wait to see Beastmaster 3 to find out if this carries through. But I love the whole premise of these movies is Dark just keeps finding surprise relatives throughout <laughs> all the movies. Multiple times, surprise relatives. Now, I don't think you're going to be disappointed by the third one, just from what I've read nice. in the synopsis. But go ahead. Is, now, my question is, is this Tanya Roberts? Um, is this her mom? Oh, it could be. Because uh, we because we know Tanya Roberts is uh, is her uncle was King Zed. So is this Tanya Roberts' mom's? It is. We'll just say for the sake. I, obviously, it so, is. I, 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 I'm just going to go ahead and assume that Kiri and um, whatever his little brother's name is, they're just in hiding with the rest of the rebels that they they vaguely mentioned earlier. Yeah. So do you think like he's going to get back and be like, oh, by the way, Kiri, I met your mom. She's kind of a swamp monster now and is dead. I was about <laughs> to die. Because Swamp, uh, Auntie Swamp Monster is like, oh, Dar, uh, I just want to tell you before I die, um, you're actually, uh, um, you actually have an older brother. It's like, what? And also, he's evil. Also, I can't tell you any of the details, but you're going to need to kill him before he destroys the world. Huh. Okay, that's a lot, Aunt, Auntie Swamp that Monster. That is a lot. What's up with your flashlight eyes? Oh, I was uh, messing around with uh, um, dark magics, and uh, this happened. Yeah, I love that. It looks like a monster, like, and I have flashlights. Listen, eyes. I was I was fucking around with some magics, and uh, this is what happened to me. So before I die, and I don't want you to see that, um, you need to kill your older brother. Huh? 
Okay. Also, so in the first movie, like, like they take Dar as a baby. Well, they they magic him out of his mother's stomach mm-hmm. and put him in a cow. Uh, and then killed his moms, tried to kill his dad. Uh, so what we're saying is that, like, they had already lost a child in a similar fashion. And apparently the witches didn't finish the ceremony that time either. No. Because otherwise the baby would be dead. So twice these witches have fucked up. They snatched a baby and, like, weren't able to finish the baby-killing ceremony. Twice! Maybe it's a tricky man. How did the how did the youngest kid live? Like, I mean, cause he, cause like, um, Auntie Swamp Lady is like, um, he was y- your father was devastated by when he lost his second child. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Can you imagine how freaked out he was when he had that third kid? Is there a fourth one running around? Oh, God. I, I mean, mean, at this point... That's the question. Like, how many times... Like, so, does... Because he's the king. Does he just, mm-hmm. like, marry a woman, have a kid, and, like, half the time the kid either gets abducted or murdered, like, immediately? Yeah. I guess that's I mean, that's standard fare here in Iraq. Fucking Or Iraq hell. or wherever it is. That's wild. It's fantasy, man. High fantasy has these kinds of, like, if you're a king, that's a huge responsibility, and there's a cost to that. People are looking to steal your kids. They're magic. So many times. And, like, the kid hasn't even been born yet When with Dar. They steal it from the, from the mother's stomach and put it in a cow with magic. I mean, what kind of nightmare scenario is it when someone can steal your unborn baby and, like, teleport it into the belly of a cow? It's no good. First off, traumatizing for the humans. Second... What the fuck is the cow thinking? Wild. At first I thought, is because they transform, like, transfer him to the cow, does that help with his Beastmaster powers? I think that's, but I, I think, think that's the idea. Yeah, but I think it's also just, he has the symbol of the hand, like, there's other magic and, and like, given to him. Well, that, but I the, don't remember. The hand thing is when they, they brand him before, they, they brand the hand, and then they're about to kill him, and that's when, uh... That guy saved him. That became his his new father. So they're branding him just so after they kill him, they'll know that that is the body of whatever this. Because other people have this brand. Yeah, that I, I well, I, that's why I didn't understand either. Because that was the brand of like the like the witch cult. Interesting. So I don't know why. I so, don't. Again, I think the exact fucking same thing happened to uh, Macron, um, except he didn't get put in a cow, but he was he was somehow saved before he got his fucking head smashed open. Real crazy. I okay, like, I have to watch this third movie now, especially if it takes place in between. I gotta know more. I gotta know more. Yeah, very strange. We'll do a slight update maybe next week. Who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Ursa like takes uh, Akron to the um, the city on the edge of forever gate and is like, hey, look at this cool stock footage of L.A. What? So she can manipulate the portal to also look at things. It's like a window for her and her magic. Hey, I'm going to give you a sweeping skyline view of L.A. and tell you about the world. They've also got a really powerful weapon there called the Neutron Bomb. I mean, I think, like, literal overkill. Oh, yeah. Hey, why don't you take Akron to, like, I don't know, get a fucking machine gun. Get a tank. Like, that's all you need. If you brought a helicopter into this world, everyone would run in fear. Oh, absolutely. No creature could oppose you. If you had a tank and a helicopter, it's over. Just go grab one of those. It's easy. Tank, helicopter, machine gun. You can, uh, you, you, you won. You've won. And it's a lot easier to, uh, like, 
strike fear in the hearts of someone with a machine gun. You could kill a few people easily in a town and be like, do you see the destruction power of this weapon? I'll use it on you if you don't do what I say. How are you going to prove that you have a magic weapon called a neutron bomb? That's essentially like a super strong atomic bomb. According to them, it can take off like half of like a state or like it, it's a very large explosion. That's a nuclear explosion. You can't show that to anyone. No one has any concept of nuclear weapons in this world. Yeah, yeah. They'll think he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and it's not like you can you can demonstrate it. Like, no, that's just your word. Oh yeah, this machine could wipe out a continent. Oh, could it? Prove it. Well, but if I, I well, if I do that though, then it'll wipe out a continent. Oh, convenient. Hmm. No, but but yeah, it's but it's like it's no, but it's 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 for real. Uh huh. Cool. See this rock? This is a magic rock. Ooh. I can uh, I can make it. Uh, uh, oh, I can make the whole sky fall down on you with my magic rock. Okay, now you're being ridiculous. This is this is real. This is real. It's a neutron bomb. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I got a magic <laughs> rock. You got a neutron bomb. Who the fuck knows? Prove it, bitch. It's a little metallic box. It has what look like numerals on it. If it's not inside of a cow teleported there through magic, is it real? <laughs> hey, I put the I magically Fuck put this rock offline. inside of a cow. Now this rock has cow powers. So I can use this rock to cause a stampede. So just saying. <laughs> Whatever, neutron bomb. It is weird. Like, it's it's very... And I love that Arklon realizes this mass destruction device. He's like, oh, I could rule out of fear. No, dog, you're not going to be able to, but fair enough. Yeah. So, he already... Tr- go ahead. He feels like he's already gotten everything he needs out of uh, Lorena. So he... Or, um, what is her real name? Or, um, L- Lorana? No, that's her character name. You've been calling her by her actual name. Or her uh, character name from Superman. Because she's Ursa, Ursa from Superman. We'll call her Ursa because I like it better than uh, Lorania. Um, he always tries to kill her. He's like, Ursa, thanks. Thanks for showing me the portal. You're dead. Don't need you anymore. She convinces him that she he still kind of needs her. But why isn't she like trying to kill him every moment after this? Yeah, because it's, it's insane. Because he, he she shows him the portal. He's like, what? Um, yeah, all right, whatever. This is just some stupid tricks. Um, burn that witch at the stake. And she's like, hey, 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 motherfucker, um, this shit's for real. And he's like, okay, fine, I'll go and get it then. No, I don't need you. Yeah, but you can't come back unless without me, because I'm the only one that has the power to get us back. He's like, oh, okay, all right. He's like, by the way, we could rule together. He's like, oh, you you would rule with me? You would? Fuck you. Kill that bitch. (laughs) Like, he's so ready to kill her, like, five times. And she's like, no, 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 for real, though, it's for real. And I'm the only one that can get us in and out. And I'm like, you don't need him. Get, what are you doing, Ursa? He. It's pretty, it's pretty nuts. So then, uh, fi- finally, we're like ha- almost half an hour into this movie, and we finally cut to Carrie War. Now, I recognized her from Sliders, right? Yes. She was a, she was a main character in Sliders. Here, she's running around in a whole bunch of sports cars, or I would say expensive cars, and uh, she's just having fun, you know? She's a kid. I guess she's in her early 20s. I don't know if they actually give her age, but... Yeah, don't know. Um, we, we know that her father is a senator. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, it's she's on her way to her sister's wedding, which is apparently in 20 minutes. <laughs> 
I, she doesn't seem to be dressed for it. Uh, she says, um, she, when she's on the car phone with her father, she's like, oh, sorry, I was just, I was out at, like, Joshua Tree, um, for, like, a concert for, you know, like, five or six days. <laughs> <laughs> she is speeding and gets into a car chase with police officers. She weaves in and out of traffic. She almost gets crushed by two semis, and she's cool. She has a paper mache pinata-like clown doll hanging from the rearview mirror of her... Is this a Lambo? Or is this like a... It is a red convertible sports car. Yeah. Weird choices all around from her as far as like if this is her car. But the cops chase her down an alley. She makes a couple of wrong turns getting lost trying to find, I guess, the entrance to wherever the church is. One bad turn leads to another and the cops have her cornered in an alley. She can't stop. Brad, she's gonna run right through the building in the alley. So are the cops, because none of them can see very far in front of themselves or just just don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm like, this is insane. <laughs> like, this uh, this makes no fucking sense. <laughs> like, how, how did you get halfway down an alley and, like, not start putting on the brakes when there's a, a fucking building in front of you? Yeah, it doesn't make any <laughs> Everyone's sense. Everyone's driving, like, full speed <laughs> towards My a brick wall. <laughs> My favorite thing is when she goes into the brick wall, she's screaming and she has her hands on the steering wheel because she's still driving. Um, yeah. But when the cop goes into the wall, he goes, ah, and he puts both his hands up over <laughs> his face in horror, like completely loses the wheel. <laughs> it is great. And I I really, I really wonder like what the fuck the, the idea is because we have them come into um, um, Arak. Is that the name of the place? I forget. It's hard. It's spelled weird. I think it's A Rock, which is um, yeah, also they strange. Come, but... They come through A Rock, uh, and I'm like, but, and I immediately I was like, wait, is, are are they gonna be here? Also, this is a this isn't a portal through time, as the title would have you believe. Oh yeah, that's total bullshit. It's a different dimension. So fuck you, movie. You've lied to me. Um, because I was like, wait, is she gonna be here as opposed to him being out there? But we're just no. We're we're gonna we're gonna have her come here so that they can eventually go back through the portal and be in Los Angeles. I it feels like we could have just all done this at once. Oh yeah, easily. There is a fun. I mean, the, it's it's a fun scene where they come through the portal and everyone's there because again, uh, Ursa and. Uh, Arklon have already had the discussion of whether or not they're going to kill each other. They, they're going to use each other for as long as they need. And immediately, these police cars and this convertible come through the, the portal and the cops get out thinking they're still in L.A. And they're like, all right, guys, what is this? Like some sort of like, they don't say cosplay because that did not technically exist as a term then. But it's similar. It's like, we well, guys got these costumes on for what's going on? Is this like a movie set? Where's the camera? Also, it's the night. guys back away. It's nighttime. Yeah. Like you are in a desert at night. You were just in an alley in the daytime. Well, I mean, if you go in through a false wall into a Hollywood set, one, you always camera ready in L.A. You never know what's going to happen. So obviously they go through and it, maybe there was a studio they didn't even know through that that portal. And it just all oh, was a, the, the perfect bigger, entrance to get apart. I don't here's know. Here's the bigger question I have. All right. Carrie War, like, drives through that brick wall like an idiot. Yeah. Um, okay, fine. Crazy. You should be better at driving, but you're a kid, you're dumb, maybe you're high, who knows. That first cop drives through, takes his hands off the wheel, drives through that brick wall. Okay, dude, like, you should be better at managing a car. That second cop car that comes through, what is your excuse? 
None. <laughs> like none of them two, have an excuse. Like they have ample time to break. But if if this was if they had if there had not been a portal there, like first of all, R.I.P. Carrie War. Um, yeah, she's dead. Like dead. just there's nothing left of her. Nothing. She is a mist. A mist floating through the air. Uh, <laughs> but like, well, I mean, she's not going that fast. She would have a concussion. She might have gone through the windshield, but she could have easily survived this. Not, not when two cop cars smashed through like, her. That's that's the part that's a little bit all right. Okay. <laughs> because neither, uh, both of those cars kept momentum to go through that fucking brick wall portal. And when she gets through, she keeps driving. The cops get out, and yeah, they do the whole, oh, what kind of, what are we in a movie set? What's going on? And then, like, Akron's guys, like, like, harass them until they jump back through the portal without their cop cars. And they're confused, and they're like, God, that was a weird dream. We're going to have to explain to the, uh, the chief that we lost our cars in that weird dream. And they're like, Ugh! I mean block this whole block down you went to another world like yeah why don't you just try to like peek your head back through that magic wall you just came through yeah you could use your guns against the people who just had swords like yeah tell uncle phil that your car car is through that brick wall and like let him go through and see i do love that the one archer has a crossbow before the cops go back through and it with the crossbow shoots the gun out of one of the police officer's hands i guess that's enough if someone's that skilled with a crossbow to terrify me enough to not want to come back or at least wait till they bring in the cavalry i guess but yeah that that's that's Mm -hmm. the 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 end of that scene but um what is carrie where's character jackie trent oh that's a good name i like that Jackie Trent. Jackie Trent drives <laughs> on into the desert. <laughs> she drives so she runs out of gas. She knows what's up. You do not get caught by the cops. I mean, I think it's impressive that that fucking um, um, sports car gets such good traction on the yeah. sand. Wide wheels, man. It works to, to increase your friction on the road for higher speeds. It works to trans- traverse the sands. I guess. And, Ac- and uh, Iraq, or A-Rock. It's, Yeah. So yeah, she drives till she runs out of gas, and then she goes like, well, there's gotta be a road somewhere. So she just goes wandering off into the night in the desert. No thank you, stay in that car. Jackie Trent, what are you doing? Oh, Jackie, 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 what are you doing? And she eventually just like lays down the fucking middle of the desert and like goes to sleep. Yeah, she's tired. With her guitar and her jacket to keep her company. Um, She is awakened by a tiger. Yeah. In the middle of the desert. Just like licking her. Does it lick her face or like it does something? Yeah, like licks her hand, I think. Yeah. She is obviously freaked out because it's a tiger. Mm-hmm. But the tiger's like, lady, calm down. Beastmaster's here. I love that he comes up behind her and is like steadies her. He's like, okay, look, this is my tiger. It's fine. But the way they both look at each other, it's almost, it, it's not like he just came up behind her and was like, secured her like hey you're safe i'm here it's more of like what the fuck did i just touch like who like how did you get in my hands it's a weird reaction it's played strange the this movie it really wants to be a comedy so bad and it's not funny it's no not at all bad for everyone because there's no way to deliver these fucking lines that they're given no especially poor carrie war like this is like her third film and like (laughs) they're making her say the worst dialogue ever is she immediately smitten with Beastmaster? I feel that she is. A little bit, but yeah. But like at the same time, not as much as you would expect for a movie like this. Like, 
And, and not as much as you would, and maybe more than you would expect from a man who, only a few minutes into knowing you, pulls out two ferrets from a pouch he kept around his uh, no. his waist. I yeah. don't know if that's a, that's no, definitely that's like a, a flag of some sort. It's no good. It's no good at all. But desperate time, she needs gas. She needs to get back to daddy in that wedding. So she's talking to Beastmaster, talking about what's going on. Yeah, so they, I, they go wa- walking towards wherever the fuck. Oh, yeah. Um, he feeds her some roots. She's like, this is shit. No, thank you. It seems like they're traveling for at least the rest of the day, or maybe two. Oh, yeah, no, they're, yeah, they're definitely traveling for at least a day. But it seems like they're, like, going in circles, because they she can't be that far from the portal. Even if she drove most of the night, like, it doesn't make sense that she would be that far from the portal. But I don't know. I mean, there's no telling, like, how many circles she drove around in. Oh, true. Because, I mean, it's just open fucking desert. He introduces her to the ferrets uh, properly at the fireside later, and the ferrets and her have a connection. They they like her as much as they do uh, Dar. She goes to sleep. Dar decides to, to keep watch, and it's a good thing because in the morning, in the light of day, he wakes up just in time to see uh, Arklon's forces over the hill kind of ride in. To capture Arklon? Uh, not Arklon. To capture Dar and uh, Jackie? Yeah. They have smoke bombs? <laughs> cool. I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think we're just trying to find, like, reasons that this this tiger is not involved in a fight. <laughs> this whole movie is about not using a tiger. <laughs> How can we not use a tiger in this movie? <laughs> we, definitely, really- we definitely want to have a tiger in the movie, because it'll look cool on the poster, and we need a couple of scenes for the trailer where you see a tiger, but we can't really have a tiger in this movie. <laughs> It's not good for PR, especially during this animal. It's just dangerous. People are really concerned about animal it's rights. It's real dangerous to get the It's also soups dangerous. Like, we don't want to pay that much to have, like, animal wranglers and animal stunt people. I do love that it, it is kind of played like the tiger has an, a nonchalant attitude. Because after he first meets Jackie, in the background, you can see that he's wandered off and is just laying, not even looking at them. Just, like, looking over. It almost looks like they're on, like, the side of, like, a small mountain or hill. The tiger's just surveying. And in this one, in the morning, the tiger wakes up and runs to the fight and arrives late. Even though there's the smoke bombs. The tiger just doesn't care much. No. The tiger um, pulls Dar out of the smoke. Yeah. Um, to escape. But, and... That's about it. Uh, Jackie gets uh, snatched up by Ursa and Archon and taken to the the portal. And uh, it's basically like, uh, there's a whole thing. It's like, well, uh, hey, we need to know how to get to the uh, neutron bomb. And she's like, oh, oh, I can definitely get you to the neutron bomb. Uh, luckily, my dad's a senator. So, uh, yeah, he knows all kinds of like neutron bomb people. So don't kill me. <laughs> cool. <laughs> At this point, Ursa has gotten her own uh, Arklon outfit with another with her own giant belt buckle, and yeah. it's the fucking worst. Like, yes. worst dressed, I think, anyone with these belt buckles, but we'll see. They open the portal, and they step back through, and they're in L.A. Luckily, uh, um, um, Dar's Falcon is, like, hanging out and watching. Um, and as we know from the first movie, Dar can see through the Falcon's eyes, so uh, he knows what's up. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting connection. And the Falcon and Arklon, at this point, bad blood. That Falcon tore up his face. That can't come to to mean anything later, or can it? So Dar knows now that they're going through the portal, and that he has to go there and, I guess, do the same thing to stop them. It's now f- taken away from A-Rock and now going to Earth. Yeah. He does, he does kill Robert Zadar before going through the portal. So, 
Oh, I forgot about that part. R.I.P. Robert Zadar. Goodbye. Later. Sorry. We'll miss you. We'll miss you and your big chin. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, Dar uh, comes through the alleyway with his tiger and his bag of ferrets. And later we'll find out also his falcon. Uh, and he's like, hey, Archon. And he reaches out his hand. And Archon's like, oh my god, you got the, you got the, like, the, you got the hand mark? I got one too. Are you, are you my secret little brother? <laughs> I do love how Arklon plays all of this seriously, and then immediately he's like, I'm just kidding. I fucking hate you. <laughs> it's great. It is great. He does that a few times with some of his lines, yeah. like the way he did earlier with Ursa. It's like, you would marry me, a disfigured, crazy wizard man? And then, of course, he says, no, fuck you, burn her at the stake. Yeah. Arklon's armor also looks so, like, cheap and plasticky that he looks like oh, a Power yeah. Rangers character. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's got, like, a, was it Goldar? I don't, I don't remember their names, but a Goldar vibe. Yeah, it's no good. Um, it's God, everything about it is weird. Why does so Archelon uses his laser beam to shoot like a gas pipe, and it just kind of puts fire in the alley, and that's enough to for them to be like Beastmaster's not going to get through that anytime soon. I feel like Beastmaster could just walk around it easily. Yeah, I and feel, that yeah, tiger could like, definitely leap over it. Yeah, and go to attack. Definitely. I think he did that in the first movie. I think he jumped over fire. And they're so. just right there for a long time. They have to give yeah. uh, Jackie, like, a talking to to, like, settle her down. Like, it is daylight when they leave that alley. And Beastmaster's still stuck in that alley for, like, all that time. <laughs> he looks confused by it because we see him in the big background. Like, he's got his sword up. Like, he's going to do something against the flame uh, of a sword. You know what fire is, dog. It's like, Beastmaster, so what the fuck? Like, like, a thousand cops arrive and he's still there. Um, and, then we get, and then we get to meet our, our, our cop pals. Um, and one of which, of course, is uh, James Avery, uh, Uncle Phil. Mm-hmm. Uncle Phil. Also, doing the rounds in LA. It's so, and they're doing a real. Uh, there's a big cop and a little cop because he's got like a little cop pal that wears a bow tie. He's he's actually two feet shorter than Uncle Phil. At it's, least it is. At it least. is a big cop, little cop. Yeah, big cop, little cop. It's it's so wild. I'm trying. What was? Oh God, what was his name? Um, I'm. What was his character on Beauty and the Beast? Oh my God, he was the best. The little cop? No, no. Uh, Uncle Phil. James, well, I didn't he was on Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, James Avery. Oh, they killed him off way too soon. It was bullshit. Uh, Winslow. Winslow. Yeah. Interesting. So he's. I'm glad to see James Avery above above the sewers in New York. Or well, no, he's in L.A. He's not in New York. But I'm glad to see him out of the sewers. He's out of the sewers. He's in L.A. He's like one step closer to getting to Bel Air. <laughs> Almost there. Uh, so they got Beastmaster, like, in the alley. He's got a portal behind him, so he could escape if he wanted to. But he's got business to do. He's got to stop this guy, uh, his brother. The cops are there, and they're like, all right, if anything moves, trank him. So they trank the tiger, and that's enough to send Beastmaster into a rage where he finally, like, uh, goes against... Uh, he summons enough courage to move past the fire, and he charges them, and then they taser him, right? Yeah. So they're all incapacitated. That poor tiger just does not get any action. No, we gotta get the tiger out of this movie. <laughs> so, so at some point, the falcon came through, and the falcon's here now. Yeah. We know that. So um, the first thing, while all this is happening, of course, Arklon and Ursa and Jackie, they gotta get their fashion forward when they come to You come to a new world in a different dimension. You gotta come correct from your fashion perspective, or no one's gonna take you seriously. Yeah, I got a neutron bomb. What does that matter if I have a giant belt buckle and like horrible extensions and Goldar armor? I need to look fresh. 
And like, it is bullshit that there's not a fashion montage scene in here. It is. It like, is. Like, hey, what's this Hurrah. fucking Wonder Woman bullshit where we're not going to have a fashion montage? You're having people try on clothes and you're not doing a funny fashion montage? Fuck your movie. But Brad, there's the, the guy who's the salesman that's all funny. Why do we need a montage <sighs> that's funny if we got a funny character guy as yeah. the... Uh, that's not good. It's not funny. It's None not of good. it's funny. It's not good. It's not good at all. Um, but are the fashions good? Ooh, the fashions are real bad. Real bad. Real, I mean, Ursa's looking all right, but... Ursa's outfits, this giant jacket that Jackie has is horrible because it's a giant crazy jacket, it's, but it kind of works for her. It's it's like, well, it's because it's Carrie War, but like that jacket is so 1991, it's insane. Oh, yeah. You get lost in those sleeves. They're like as big as the fucking middle yeah. body part. It's like this, this like real like puffy like like acid wash denim like, but with like little like colored like colorful like bits like pink and purpley and ugh. I don't remember all the banter between because it just glances off. There's nothing yeah, funny. But there's some weird stuff. I. Like I, I don't I don't I don't like the gay coded um um salesperson. Like that's And the innuendo that goes between him and Arclon that's played for laughs is not cool. Yeah, it's not good. It wasn't cool in the nineties, it's definitely not cool now. No, it's real it's real real bad. And so like immediately like yeah, Ursa's trying on sexy dresses. Um Arclon just puts like the most nineties jacket on top of his already armor. <laughs> like it is a green jacket with black sleeves. Oversized, of course. Yeah. Well, he's got to go over that armor, and plus it's the 90s. It has to. Yeah. Before he goes in the dressing room, he tells Jackie, you better stay here. You better stay here right now. Don't move. I got to go in this dressing room and try on this jacket. I mean, first of all, you don't need to go into a dressing room to try on a jacket. Uh, no. Not at all. Like, and she does the right thing and just runs. The weirdest stunt in the entire movie is when she's running. She she parts two shoppers and then she comes across a dog uh, shopping with its human and she stops and then she does a jump twirl over it where she like spin jumps over it like a Mario yeah. move and then runs out of the store. Okay, cool. I I guess I didn't expect a spin jump, but okay. And there's like some like uh like like somebody's like oh what was that about? <laughs> <laughs> what what what? The whirling dervish just came through here, jumped off of my dog. Oh, yeah. So immediately like Archon, after putting on his jacket, like steps out and realizes she's gone and just starts tearing shit up. He's just like having a fit. Of course, he's like, yeah. Which is unfortunate because Ursa's like she's just tried on her first dress. It's blue. It's a gorgeous gown, especially on her. And then granted, it's not style, but still, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good outfit. And she doesn't have any time to turn anything else on. Yeah. The only person Arkland has to bring is himself because he took forever in that dressing room trying on this jacket, and it's just a jacket. But I get it. He's using his PlayStation stick to make wind and blow things around. Like he he blows open some dressing room doors and we see some ladies in various states of undress. Waggity waggity. I'm really confused at his powers because I thought he it was just like a death laser, but it went. It, it can make wind go. It can make the cops kind of like fly back. Yeah. But these are like super strong winds, like 40, 60 mile per hour winds. This store isn't destroyed. By yeah. the time he leaves it, he doesn't even really wait for Ursa to come with him. It's real dumb. It's a real dumb. It is super dumb. 
And I think the music playing during this makes it even more dumb. Yeah. It's cool. It's whatever. It's like, it's, there's also when he's finally leaving, like some, this woman with her dog is like walking through the store again. Why she hasn't left, I don't know. But she crosses his path and he grabs her by the skull and just oh, like yeah. pushes her to the ground. Well, he grabs her by her beret. It's true. And he picks the beret up and throws it off. Yeah. Waste of her. I thought, I, I was thinking, please put the beret on. Because uh, yes. that would be amazing. But he doesn't. It's no. a wasted opportunity. It's so wasted. It's terrible. Um, finally, uh, Carrie Wars made it home and uh, to her, her mansion and to her uh, butler. And he's like, oh, your father is very upset with you. I was like, yeah, you missed your sister's wedding. You should be upset. And she's like, oh, it's a long story. Is it a long story? Yeah. You are you were kidnapped by, like, crazy people <laughs> from another dimension. And there's, like, a beast master. So... Something, so they're like, I don't know where they are in LA, but they're in a downtown shopping district. And presumably she runs on foot to daddy's mansion. I want to know what happened. That, like, what's the story there? Like, how did she get back home to daddy's mansion? But yeah. yeah. Little cop and big uh, and big cop show up to like investigate what uh, Arklon and them did. Well, what Arklon did in his fit. I'm not sure who to blame. Little cop's like, oh boy, there's, this is sure crazy. And big cop's like, yeah gonna be real crazy when you get all that uh, paperwork on my desk by first thing tomorrow but tomorrow's sunday that's right get to work i mean we're really doing these these bits this movie is all bits and little cop has lots of extra work to do is is the main bit of big cop little cop yeah i mean justice does not sleep brad and the case does cannot sleep so i think they think beast and i cannot remember all of this i watched this movie twice and it was a while. It was a few days ago. Are they trying to pin all this on Beastmaster? They have him in custody. They, or do they just think he's just like a suspect that can help them? They think he's probably connected <laughs> with the other crazy guy. Which, uh, good, good work. Good work, Uncle Phil, a.k.a. Big Cop, uh, a.k.a. Winslow. Um, there's, yeah, two, the crazy tiger guy is probably connected with crazy, crazy uh, uh, shopping guy. <laughs> And he is crazy, because Beastmaster, Phil, he waits for any opportunity. Phil goes to the door and walks out of it while he's interrogating Beastmaster in his office and asks a question of someone, and Beastmaster, as you are one to do, doesn't choose to run through the door. He grabs his sword, and he runs and jumps through the window inside the police department, is running, knocking over anything he can to get in front of people between him and the cops. And at one point, a real jerk move. He grabs a ladder that a painter is on and jerks it off so the painter the ladder fall between him and the cops. What? That innocent painter. I, yeah. that, that's dangerous. Beastmaster, what are you doing? It's not appropriate, Beastmaster. I don't like it. Then he, then he jumps through another window, this time to the to outside, and lands on the concrete from, like, what is it, a story or two up? And then keeps running. This is Beastmaster. Well, luckily, uh, our girl Jackie Trent is just happens to be driving right outside to, to grab him. Yeah, she's like, come on, get in. But she just knew. She just assumed that he would show up here, I guess. Is she just, like, circling the police station waiting for him oh, to yeah. escape? Listening to a rock and roll. So was, her, so was his bird. Because the second she takes off with him in the car, the bird follows. This bird sees everything. Yeah. More savvy than this tiger. Obviously, they got to chase him. But, I mean, it's no big deal. The cops, uh, they're running around L.A. 
uh, Dar is introduced to rock music. He likes it. He's introduced to uh, profanity, asshole. They call some driver that uh, like uh, he likes the word asshole. He brings the ferrets out to have like a little uh, <laughs> top down just joyride around L.A. Real missed opportunity to play uh, Randy Newman's "I Love L.A." Oh uh, yeah, but okay. Um, at one point, the ferrets and Dar see a gentleman's club or like a strip club. And Dar looks at the ferrets because they're talking to him. And he's like, you're right. This society is truly barbaric. Uh, really, Dar? Um, Didn't you try to like seduce a woman and your cousin in the first movie because you saw her bathing in the water and you think that a strip club is barbaric? Yeah. None of those. I, I don't. It's, oh, it you're wasn't sending a strip weird club. Messages, it was Dar. an adult movie theater. It was just the concept of pornography is, is, ah, Dar is a post. Um, you Uh, tried to throw uh, an axe at a guy. Like, what are you talking about? There's no rules in war. In combat, there are no rules. You throw an axe. You have a tiger that mauls people. (laughs) Um, he also, they also pass a movie theater showing Beastmaster through, Beastmaster 2 through the portal of time. And he gets a confused look on his, listen, there's a lot of weird jokes in this movie. But the idea that they are in a world that's also showing the movie they're in, like if they if it had been a movie theater showing Beastmaster, the first one, that would that okay, that's a joke. But showing the movie that we're currently watching is weird. Is that the only way they could get away with calling it the Portal of Time? <laughs> because I guess to theoretically have a movie of them there, something would have like there's a time displacement happening if it's happening concurrently with the actual events that are in the movie. I don't Because otherwise, yeah, there is no time element. Maybe the portal of space. Very strange. Very strange. Um, we also see that Arklon is in a, I guess, a strip club or a bar, and he finds someone, I guess, related to the military. Yeah. He, and he's able to mind meld with this guy in an alley and get his information. Oh, yeah. Like, do, wipe his do, mind? Did we not mention that Arklon also has the power uh, to uh, um, suck out all of somebody's mem- memories? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Your thoughts to my thoughts, my mind to your mind. Also, I'm going to take your memories. I mean, this, the magic powers in this fucking movie, like, whatever you need, plot. Yeah, overpowered. They, Dar and Jackie go back to her house to kind of rally, and he's introduced to uh, breakfast food that's kind of bougie in L.A. There's just all these he's, plates of, like, random food. It's it's crazy. There's a housekeeper that's taking care of Jackie, but he's starting to draw the line now that Dar is around, especially with these animals as well. He doesn't. the the uh, The butler does not like the falcon coming inside. Are the ferrets no. eating at the table? Animals. I mean, if a falcon came into my house, I would be concerned. Definitely. Especially if there's a falcon with ferrets. Don't falcons eat ferrets? Like they they could, any smaller mammal, fair game. Huh? You could have a bloodbath in your kitchen. You're hired. Oof. You're supposed to maintain and protect. He's in over his head. Um, we get some, we get a lot of fish out of water bullshit. Um, yeah, they 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 go into the living room. He's seeing photographs. He's seeing the TV. Like they turn on the news and uh, they see Arklon showing up at the military base. Convenient. <laughs> like how does like I I know that like he's gotten like mind powers and shit and um like Ursa's using magic to give them IDs, but like I. Does no one, like, not think that this guy with, like, a face mask, it's weird that they've never seen this guy before? Oh, yeah. Suspect number one. Like, there's nothing about this. See something, say something in the security guard. Like, it's, there's no way that this guy's getting this deep into this military facility. 
Because Ursa finds Archelon there because she just assumed that he'd go to where she needs to go because they got split up, so they're alright. And she is more prepared to help, I guess, because she realizes the fake ID things need to be. And they almost get through, but the guards are like, okay, look, we can settle this. Let's just call security and get your clearance just to make sure. And that's when Archelon goes rogue, crushes a guy's skull in, supposedly, with through his helmet. Yeah. Well, because, like, and the weird thing is it's, like, she magically makes them uh, IDs, uh, but -hmm. they're only level one. They don't have level two clearance. I'm like, what? You made them with magic. How could you not fix them with magic? I mean, magic is weird. Magic's a weird thing, Brad. I don't know how it works. I guess. Um, Doesn't follow rhyme or reason. Yeah. They're able to uh, steal the neutron bomb. His uh, PlayStation control is, is running out of power, though. So he's only he's not it's it's uh, starting to it needs to needs to be plugged in to charge. Yeah, there's a there's a weird joke. I mean, because uh, Ursa's always trying to make jokes. Well, she is. She's also really thirsty for some affection from a gentleman. That's fine. It's it's her witch. She's very um. It's just who she is. They steal the bomb, and it looks like it only has like thirty minutes before it detonates. Why you put a detonation mechanism on a bomb itself just in just like storage is insane but it's it's what yeah. the, it's it's fine it's what the movie's doing well i think i think it actually it, i think it gets set off when he's shooting his his playstation control to 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 free it from its uh um comp confines oh, yeah. S- still it is unheard of to have the detonation mechanism or the mechanism for it on the weapon itself that's just poor f- weird form unless you have it on something to immediately weaponize but that's again it's fine no. it's fine um, so, uh, he's got the weapon, and he, uh, immediately is like, alright, Ursa, I've got, I've got the weapon, now I'm just gonna steal the information from your mind on how to get out of here, ah, okay, it has to be full moon, got it, cool, now I'm gonna suck out your brains, uh, but she, he doesn't completely, I guess, cause she lives. Yeah, that's weird, maybe she's a witch, and that doesn't affect her as much. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe he just copied her memories. But she's able to, to hook up with Dar and Jackie, who come by to see what's up. And then she's like, all right, I, I, Archon got onto my uh, my plan. So now I'm up with you guys. Let's do this. Meanwhile, Big Cop and Little Cop have got a military general. And uh, they're like, hey, if we find this guy with this weapon, can you stop? And he's like, yeah, probably, maybe. Um, but he's also, like, dumb. So, I don't know what that is, but, I mean, military people are dumb. I agree, cool, but it's yeah. a weird joke that's not very good. Like like all the jokes in this movie. So, uh, yeah, everybody's racing to get back to the alleyway so he can they can go back through. Um, like, Archon's there. Like, he's got the weapon, mm-hmm. he's in the alley, but, like, his little PlayStation control is running out of power. But instead... Of just going through the wall, which he's at, mm-hmm. he runs away. Yeah, he's got to wait for Beastmasters to run away so he can have like a little, uh, a little moment with his with his bro. I guess I don't know. I, I, it makes no sense. It doesn't. Like instead, he goes to the zoo. Um, worst place <laughs> to go if your main opponent is a Beastmaster. Yeah, very true. I know it's all happening at the zoo, but that is the... its You might as well have stepped into the lair yeah. or the killing floor for Beastmaster because he... Yeah. Meanwhile, all the cops are still trying to catch Dar because they're like, oh, we might as well catch somebody. Dar climbs up the side of a building and the cops chase him up there and mm-hmm. 
our girl Jackie Trent has the smart idea to go to the other side of the building, and luckily there happens to be a crane there, which she swings over for Dar to jump onto. Dar jumps onto the crane, and all the cops are like, ah, he's gonna escape, we better go get him. The cops all go back down to the same side of the building they're on. They know he's jumped onto a crane. Mm-hmm. Now, in my mind, the cops should go down and then go to the other side of the building where the crane is. Yeah. And maybe they could leave a couple of cops on top of the building to shout out, oh, he's over here. He's still on the crane. Uh, He's coming down. He just got in a car. All right, they're going west. Apparently, all the cops went down to the same side of the building they were already at and just waited for him to come back to them. I mean, it's as easy as get your walkie-talkie out. Uh, the guy is on the other side of the building now. Can we just reroute any uh, reinforcements over there, please? Okay, we'll be over there in literally two seconds. Like, it's it's that quick. Like, I, I don't... You walkie-talkie, un- and you know what's up. I don't understand why Akron didn't go through the portal. I don't no. understand why the cops didn't follow Dar. Or, uh, yeah, there's so many things that should have... It's, it's like... Logically made sense. I like... It, to do. Uh, yeah, I can't figure it out. Like, why... And why is Akron at the zoo... The only thing I can think of for the cops is that this is a back alley. And I guess the way it is, is it's it's an alley within an alley. So it's kind of like an interior area behind a building. Or like there's there's four walls into a building. So like they're a little corralled. Like they would have to like go around. Like it's not as easy as let me just go around the, the, the side of this block and I'm there. They're in a maze of alleys. So maybe... But I still, guess. I think it would be pretty easy for them to be in constant contact as they're going up this, the the uh, fire escape and talking. These cops would be on their mics on their shoulders yeah. or something, like radioing back and forth. There of what would be to a do. cop in a car that could just go around. Yeah, Jackie steps out of uh, the crane operating area, and a cop is there immediately, macing her and arresting her. Um, Definitely, Dar also gets maced and arrested. Yeah. Um, they can make bail though. But no, they they just drive off and uh, they're like, ah, oh, we now we've lost Archon. How are we gonna find him? Um, luckily, Falcon has been uh, keeping an eye out. So Dar just uh, um, uses his Falcon vision and he's like, oh, he's at a place with a lot of animals. Um, they're in cages. She's like, oh, it's the zoo. Cool, perfect. Love the zoo at night. How romantic. So the bird is there and. Archon takes his mask off. The fan of the opera mask is revealed, and we see just like it's not even that bad. It just no. looks like a really bad sunburn. And that's enough for the bird to be like, that's right, I fucked you up once, I'll fuck you up again. And the bird immediately flies right at Archon. He takes his laser and shoots the bird directly in the chest. And the the way they cut it, the bird looks shocked. Like its eyes are like, Yeah, ah! it's great. <laughs> and it just kind of like falls to the ground. And it's like, pitifully hurt. It's probably actually not hurt that bad. It's like when one of my children might accidentally like uh, fall over and just barely hit their knee, but they make a big deal out of it. They're a kid, and they, they like the attention. I feel the bird's doing the same thing, because the bird lives through this, right? Oh, yeah. I'm not mistaken in that it lives. Yeah, like, no, this is just yeah like, big surprise oh. at the end. Uh, turns out Bird's was faking it. He's, bird's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Um, But yeah, so now... um, So, apparently, Jackie presses some buttons to release the animals. And by release the animals, we mean <laughs> releases an elephant, uh, Dar's tiger, which is finally allowed back into the movie. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, is that the only animals that are in the zoo? 
seemingly. Well, the, the coolest thing is that there are in like an uh, uh, an amphitheater or like some sort of theater space for the zoo. So they have like the voiceover. She goes over to the controls of the voiceover. They're like, "Hey, welcome to the zoo. We have the battle of these animals," which is, yeah. I guess, fitting for a beast. But it's it's yeah. oh, it's also a neat a thing that they do. There. And it's basically oh, yeah. like the animals are in the stands and uh, Archon and Dar are fighting. So it's like the animals get to watch the humans perform, I guess. Oh, yeah. The tiger's going around uh, taking bets from all the creatures. Like, it's a, it's, it's Beastmaster's having fun. Um, there's five minutes before the neutron bomb goes off. And I guess all of the West Coast up to Oregon yeah. is just wiped off the fucking planet. But <sighs> The ferrets uh, steal um, the PlayStation controller mm-hmm. um, and the, for the, de- How and the detonator. How is I... They fight. Um, Akron opens up a pit to hell. <laughs> Everything's on fire for some reason. Um, they have a fight. Um, Akron goes over, falls to his doom. Luckily, uh, Dar is now fulfilled Swamp Auntie's prophecy. It's a weird sword fight that they have in the whole fight. Yeah. But yeah. And then he, fulfilled. then he goes to pick up his, he's like, he, he goes to grieve over his dead uh, bird. And it's like, bird's like, hey, I was just faking it. That PlayStation controller was almost completely out of power. I'm fine. <laughs> so now uh, I mean, Dummy General has to uh, um, turn off the bomb. And I, I, I mean, that's it, right? He turns the bomb off and all is right with the world. Well, there's a lot of comedy hijinks with him. Like, how does this work again? Oh, hmm. he turns it off with like one second left. There's a moment where he's, like, talking to the ferrets. Like, it's weird. Ah, it's real bad. It's real bad. The whole thing kind of looks like an Instapot. The yeah, whole Neutron definitely. Bomb. It's definitely an Instapot vibe going for it. I mean, the thing is, like, yes, it can destroy a continent. But it can also... It also is really good for a pork tenderloin. Oh, Just set it okay. and forget it. I'd give anything if... And in the Knights version of this, then we get the rights and we like do a special edition. When it gets to one second, it opens up and yeah, there's like a pork tindle and everyone's yeah. like, yay! And like the animals come over and they'll have like a little potluck. Just for fun. Just for us. Definitely. So, uh, meanwhile, uh, Dar has like already left to go to the portal. And like he's left, he's left his fucking uh, ferrets behind with Jackie Trent. And it's like, Dar, you left your, your best... You left Poto and Poto and Toto the seventeenth. Um, Kodo, Kodo and Poto, sorry, Kodo and Poto the seventeenth with Jackie Trent. Wow. I, I, I think this might be something because at one point he says they love you too, like they love, like they love me. So I think maybe the ferrets told him like maybe just leave us here. Like we like this world. Uh, not too unlike the guy in He Man oh. who went to attorney is like why the fuck would I want to leave? This is a cool sci-fi place and I have this woman now <laughs> that apparently I am romantically involved with. I like mean, the if, ferrets are thinking the same thing. Yeah, if my options are to live in an in a barbarian desert um are to live in wealth and luxury with Carrie War um not a tough choice. A real easy choice. Easiest choice there's ever been. For ferret and man alike. I mean, oh, duh. Come on. Later, Dar. <laughs> Good luck in the desert, dude. Have fun fighting off warlords and witches and vampire monsters. Bird-worshipping vampire monsters. <laughs> <laughs> she, she doesn't want Dar to go. Jackie is 
I mean, she's young, and she's just taken by Dar. I mean, uh, why would I? You want an adventure like this? I guess you are going to feel attracted to the, the person you're there with. Like, she, it, like it's weird, because I feel like... I feel like it's supposed to feel like she has, like, a little bit of a crush on him, but they never play it, like... It is it is a very non-sexual friendship they have. Um, at the end, when she's saying goodbye to him, she kisses him on the cheek, but it's almost like you could tell that she wanted more, and then he, like, puts his hand up on her, uh, cheek, and is just like, thank you. But it's it seems more friend or, like, even fatherly, but she kind of leans into it in a... And what feels like it could go one of the way or the other, but then she's like, "Stop, Dar! Oh my god!" Yeah, it's uh, like it's like teen, like slight teen crush. Yeah, like very much so. And, but like it's it is it is wildly non-sexual. I really think the bird was going to eat the ferrets for, at, at any moment down here. Yeah. All these animals are super close, and these are ferrets. No, yeah. and birds are scary creatures. So uh, we're we're back we're we're back in desert world. <laughs> um, sun's beaten down, and uh, Dar's uh, Dar's running around with this tiger that's finally allowed back in the movie, and his falcon. Um, he's ferretless, and he he runs into some of those uh, guys that aren't dressed correct for the place, um, and they're like, "Hey, we're pilgrims. We're we're going to see uh, what the gods have left us." And it turns out these dummies are worshipping a fucking sports car because Jackie Trent's car is still there. It's playing some rock and roll and they love it. These pilgrims love it. They're like, what's that sound? And Dar's like, it's rock and roll. And then they're doing this like weird, like they start dancing like awkwardly. Very strange. Oh, and the pilgrim guy is like a hills have eyes guy. Yeah. Um, Which I was like, that's, huh. What's he doing up in here? He's on a pilgrimage to go see the the wonderful red uh, uh, machine. Yeah. I don't really understand the whole pilgrimage thing. I guess, because you think, I thought that these were like, at first, people that were part of the resistance. But no, I guess Archon's disappeared and is dead. So that threat's gone. Now they're just, uh, well, now they're just pilgrims to the car. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's now a new landmark. Yeah. Everyone's going to forget about the portal of time. You think you destroy it, or obviously start trade up with the world on the other side? Well, I think I, I think you need you either need to be a witch with uh, Ursa powers, or you need to have the PlayStation controller to actually go through it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because that's why Dar had to have it to go through. Oh, and and she knows that you can only do it at certain points anyway, like the full move. Right. Right. Come back and forth. Okay. 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 I get it. Get it. Get it. Otherwise, it's just a normal archway. But yeah, um, still think you would hang around it just in case and try to figure it out, like you know, because maybe the full moon comes around and you can go through it or something. I don't know. I think you would just keep tabs, keep yeah, tabs, keep tabs. Drop someone down there, just like set up a little settlement around it, research facility. Um, Dar the tiger got to get home, guys. He's got to go back to his cousin lover and see what's up with the resistance. They just run off into the day. They run off. So one of the funny things in the in the credits is that sunset is a matte painting and as the tiger and him run toward it dar starts to slow down and like kind of run in place in front of it which because it's so big and the way they're doing the camera still gives the illusion that he's just running in the desert toward this matte painting but the tiger stops at the matte painting and like looks around and then just kind of (laughs) walks off the side oh i missed that and you're thinking oh fuck he's just jogging in place in front of this thing and you don't really realize it oh you're dead on right you can absolutely (laughs) see the seam and the tiger is just like, all right, and just kind of walks off. Oh, that's great. He's just, oh, he's just running in place. 
and the illusion is shattered. Like standing like right in front of the matte painting, running in place. Oh, that's great. It's, it is the funniest thing in this entire oh, movie. Oh, that's amazing. Good call. I didn't even catch that. And that's Beastmaster 2. Like it's it's not that complicated mm. and it's 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 what it is. I the first one's definitely a better movie by far. Like just more interesting. Yeah. It, the first one is eerie and the creatures are fascinating and the world is weird and strange oh, and yeah. there's all these creatures involved and yeah. And this this is real dumb. I really want to get the third one now. Like I, yeah, I don't. I just don't know what it's about. Just downloaded a bunch of movies I wanted to watch, and I think uh, Beastmaster Three is now got to go on the list. It's the first one in your queue. Pansies. Um, who won and who lost? <sighs> the ferrets won, right? They live in a new lush world. There's no desert. The things they're going to be able to do in the lap of luxury, unparalleled to other ferrets in their own past world. Um, what happened? They're moving on up. What happened to Ursa? I don't know. Did she? I think maybe die? she stayed behind. Is she alive? I think she's alive. I honestly don't know what happened to her. She just yeah, kind of disappeared. The last time we see her, she's in the car with Dar and Jackie Trent. And then we just <laughs> don't see her again. <laughs> but she could always seemingly move between the worlds because that's how she knows all that LA shit. I think she's just going to go out there and try another angle. Maybe stay some time in LA and just kind of hang out. Chill, yeah. as she says. Well, I mean, maybe she appears in the third or fourth movie. I don't know. Maybe Ursa wins. Ursa wins. Like she just got to cause some some wacky antics to happen. Think she can travel between the portal like she has the best of both worlds. Yeah, she'll find her way. Don't worry about her. I mean, Beastmaster does. Well, he has to kill his brother, and his brother is a jerk. Yeah, Ursa wins. Ursa is the winner in all of this. Jesus. Followed only by Jackie, I guess, who gets to just have a lot of fun and gets two new pets at the end of this. Yeah, but she also missed her sister's wedding. True. That's going to cause some problems. And they're not going to believe her. These no. two ferrets can talk. Oh, honey. <laughs> like, you missed your sister's wedding. You spent, like, like five or six days, like, fucking Joshua Tree. Like, you're such, like, a flaky, like, a flaky weirdo. The cops are even talking shit about her at the beginning of the movie. They're like, oh, yeah, it's his daughter, the crazy one. <laughs> and she loses an expensive car in the desert. Like, oh, she's such, like, a fail daughter. Oh, yeah. Another interesting kind of, uh, I would say, uh, mistake is they're driving a car around and, and as they're going to the military base, they switch cars and we don't see it on oh. camera. They drive like a, uh, an Audi or something and then it's, suddenly they're in a BMW and you're like, well, wait a minute, you changed vehicles at some point during your ride. How, what's the story there? Could have been anything. So we, we lose Ursa when they drive the car over to get to the, the crane. Mm-hmm. And we just never see her again. <laughs> Cops got her. <laughs> she just left. She just like, more. She left. She's like, right, later, guys. I got you here. You, you got this. Weird. I'm gonna go get a burger. There's an I, in and out here, right? How do you just like? Then you just like forget about a character. <laughs> just leave her. Ah, ah, she's fine. She's got magic. It's all cool. She wins. Yeah. I guess Archon loses, right? Yeah. Because he had everything in this other world and was basically uh, on point to like take it over and. Yeah, he had it all. Like, he didn't need a fucking... Uh, he didn't need a neutron bomb. It was a bad idea. No, it was stupid. Like, he got conned by Ursa and then died. <laughs> like... Fought his brother and died. 
I mean, wow. Got his face fucked up by a falcon, too. Yeah. Didn't even kill the falcon. Couldn't, couldn't even, even kill the kill falcon. A falcon. He had a laser gun. Couldn't kill a falcon. Ran low on power. Hit him with half the juice. Just kind of stunned him. Surprised him. Wow. Archon, man. Yeah. He lost. Lost in a big way. I'm not going to say that the person, like the swamp creature lady, uh, cousin second cousin aunt auntie aunt, yeah she didn't lose i mean even though she no. died and got corrupted by magic not as embarrassing as what happened to archon archon is profound like wildly embarrassing like super of, embarrassing. of the three sons of the king archon is certainly the biggest loser and one of them talks to ferrets <laughs> think about that <laughs> of the three brothers one talks to ferrets and he's not the biggest loser wild best dressed worst dressed I mean, for the 90s in fashion, it's interesting that there aren't more... I mean, obviously, I would. I, I was hoping for more fashion. Yeah, same. I think Ursa. Ursa in that dress, that blue dress. Yeah, Ursa's outfits are always, I guess, a little bit more fashion-forward. Because even when she's in the desert, her outfit, even though it's pretty revealing, mm -hmm. is a lot cooler than a lot of the other stuff that's going on. I mean, It at least seems more of Beastmaster than the other ones do, which I yeah. give it points for. And the blue dress is nice, yeah. even though we don't see it for very long. She doesn't keep it for very long. I wish I could give it to Jackie Trent, but, like, Carrie oh, yeah. War is dressed like garbage throughout this movie, which is wild. Yeah. I mean, she's wearing fashion of the time, 90s stuff, and it was not good. Mm -mm. Baggy and crazy and weird. I don't think she loses, though. I, I would say Archon loses oh, again yeah, because Archon. his whole rig out, his Goldar slash giant belt buckle is just I think bad. With, with, with the 90s jacket. I think that oh, yeah. is the worst dress for him. That's when he completed his worst dress outfit is when he found that. Yeah. When you're jacket, dressed like a Power Ranger Steve, creature uh, and you put on a 90s jacket... Ooh. Yeah, it's no good. Super bad. But, um, ladies and gentlemen, that is Beastmaster 2. Through the portal of time? I gotta see the third one. Now I just have to, I'm just sickly curious. And I'm gonna go back and finish watching the first one, or at least the parts that I've yeah, missed. Yeah, yeah, the first one's amazing. I gotta learn more. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. I am Alex. The other guy is Brad. Find us on ramjackpodcast.com. There's a Facebook group if you want to join and see what's up. Uh, there's a YouTube there haven't posted in a while things have been really crazy here um and uh haven't had a lot of time extra time to do that but when i do i'll get stuff on there i would also like to brad thank you again for the japanese snacks that you got us uh for my birthday you're welcome joey has been obsessed nice he has been every day which one are we gonna try today alex it has been uh, an effort of will to not eat all of them in a day or like try to space it out. And I think we're going to start getting treat packets from around the world because he is he's into it. He nice. is into it. So thank you again for that. Awesome. And also, I forgot to tell you, the Yoda cup has been a point of contention in the house because now the kids fight over it. Oh. Who will get to drink from the Yoda cup? And we've had to rotate it. Wow. You get it for breakfast today and you get it for lunch or dinner today. Oh. They, they, the kids love the baby Yoda. There's a really cool Ewok one that I that I, that I was looking at as well. Ooh. But uh, thought, thought, thought baby, I thought this might be the year for baby Yoda. Oh, yeah. Vera, Vera's like super into Baby Yoda right now. Awesome. Joey's obviously in. But thank you again for that. And thank oh, you for listening, absolutely. listeners. And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And friends, uh, we know there's not a lot to look forward to during these COVID times. Uh, but if you are uh, looking to really spice things up, Ooh. may we just recommend a romantic Valentine's Day. Zuck, zuck, zuck.
Why not? Everything's fucked anyway. Why not? <sighs> Stay home. Have a romantic evening at home. You can watch. Gonna fil- so you're gonna have you're gonna have a romantic date at Lowe's while being filmed. First of all, don't film your val. Don't have be filmed for Valentine's Day. Weird. Brad, it's my time Second for the spot. You're at Lowe's. Like no improvement. I'm assuming that they're gonna have activities that are like um fixed like D Y I or DIY. Sorry, I don't know what DIY is. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Do your improvements. <laughs> Do your improvements. Um. So who knows what it is? I obviously I'm not going to stream this thing. I don't like, think now. Who's watching this? Well, it's Valentine's. It's Valentine's Day, dear. Shall we uh, watch the feed from Lowe's? I mean, it's definitely a very specific <laughs> audience. I, I guess. Mike Pence. Uh, well, mother. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we get a bit frisky and see what's happening on Lowe's cam? <laughs> what are those kids doing at the Lowe's at this hour? Scandalous. Ugh. Fucking hell. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. I mean, that I, I would say happy holidays. This is the last holiday we'll have for a long time, so. Well, I sure. guess there's St. Patrick's Day, and there's other, well. Yeah, there's all kinds of bullshit holidays, Easter. but we don't count those. Those are bullshit those. holidays. You know, they don't do that shit. Um, I reminded immediately of that quote that, uh, um, that guy I worked with, Moron Face, um, at the sec- late night security on my first day when he was like, um, yeah, we get paid extra on holidays. Um, you get time and a half on holidays. They don't count them piddly ass holidays like Arbor Day and St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> April Fool's. Oh, okay. Cool. cool. Thanks, Moron Face. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, dummy. Okay. Every once in a while, something will trigger, um, quotes. His your my memories of your quotes from him, like eating oh. cereal from a box with my hands. <laughs> so good. And I'm gonna be the first one in line. Be the first one in line. I mean it's pretty bad when I eat cereal out of a box with my hand. Is it? <laughs> Is that pretty bad? Sometimes you like it. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> <laughs> that is a classic. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> I don't even remember the full context of that quote. I, there was uh, oh, you, uh, there's a it's woman gross. that if you date for a certain amount of time, will do. Will I guess she'll do anything, anything, and I mean anything. Sometimes you like it. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> 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 Do you st- you still have those journals, right? Like you still have all your notes. I I, I mean, I have I have uh, digital copies. I do that's not have the actual notebooks anymore. I mean, you got it archived, so that's that's what's yeah. important. Definitely got I definitely got all the quotes. So yeah, that guy like he was he was he never noticed that I wrote down everything he said. <laughs> Maybe he did and just thought it was cool with it. It's like this guy is archiving. He is jotting down my words of wisdom and where whatever he's going to do with them. Because, like, usually I'm pretty good at being able to, like, make a note without people realizing that I'm just transcribing what they're saying. But it got to the point where as soon as he started talking, I would just pick up pen and paper and just, like, no, no, not cloaking it at all. I would just write everything he said just in case and usually would end up with gold. I was That was, that was like, 17 years ago. That is insane to think it was that far ago. I know because, uh, Alex, you're due for the 17-year cicadas. Oh, uh, yeah. And it was that summer. Jeez. That was almost 20 years ago. Yeah, Where the fuck yeah, does the time go? We're very old now. We're dying. Pretty old. So it's cool. It's cool. 
We're dying. We're dying. Closer and closer every day. We we will be 40-something soon. I heard some people- I Motherfucker. Think listen, listen. I Don't you dare say that because <laughs> I last week when you said you were celebrating your 37th birthday, I had a moment of relief because for whatever reason in my head, I had it in my mind that I was 38 instead of 37. And then I just had a, a beautiful moment of like, oh God, I've still got a little bit more time. It's not over yet. I've got a little bit more time. And now you're trying to make me 40? <laughs> when I was listening to your other podcast, the last episode of the uh, Sewer Line show, and Claire and uh, Tammy were talking about how they were in their 40s. And I thought, yeah. oh, yeah, I guess they are older than us, and they're in their 40s. And Brad and I are young at 37. Yeah. <laughs> we're young, Alex. We're young. There's still time. It's not over yet. It's not There's over yet. There's still time. There's time. It's There's not totally over time. yet. Most people never hit their stride until their late 30s and, like, early 40s. There's tons of celebrities that didn't kick it off until they were older. Because they're celebrities and they can afford to live forever. Well, they didn't become celebrities until they were older. A lot of authors oh. don't get published until they're a lot older anyway. Uh, okay. Very specific. Uh, I, that's real, You're talking about some real, real niche clientele. Maybe we'll hit it big. Maybe maybe the early 30s will be when the podcast takes off. This one. Or others that will also rocket us up to stage. One of them will go to the moon. It's, this, it's the gear of going to the moon. I don't know. I'm looking like Do Dogecoin's back down to... Uh, uh, four and a half. Just so, over the uh, recording of the podcast. That's crazy. Just, o just over the. I'm. I mean, I'm still ahead. I'm still wildly ahead, but not 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 seventy dollars ahead anymore. I mean, things can change. Things can change. Tomorrow morning could be right back up. The Dogecoin is a uh, wild, wildly volatile. Wildly yeah. volatile. <sighs> Please, I need. A, I need a Dogecoin miracle so I can go to a snowy cabin with a dog and then die of old age. <laughs> At the ripe age like, of 37. <laughs> I mean, he was hanging on. He was hanging on. He he almost made it to 38, but then he died of old age. There was nothing left for him. He was finally made it to a snowy cabin with a dog, and then he died of old age immediately. But he was happy for those few seconds. I mean, it was for cold. For those few seconds, he was happy. For just a few fucking seconds out of his entire miserable goddamn life. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note, I hope everyone has a happy week. And we'll see you next week on Ramjack, I guess. I guess. Watch out for cockroaches, I guess. Well, watch uh, out for cockroaches. Yeah. Ugh, gross.